Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Previously on Lonely Boys. So, your new stepbrother told me about your problem at school. Frankly, I wasn't surprised given your propensity for recklessness and adventure. I'm sorry? Don't tell your mother, but I made a call. You did what? It was harder than usual. That new headmistress of yours is a real piece of work. I, I had to go over her head. Sorry I couldn't get the changes completely dropped, but at least I got you a uh, minimal sentence. <laughs> I was just looking out for my family. The new Vanderwoodson Bash Library should be completed for Eric's graduation. <laughs> uh, I can see that Lily and I are going to have our hands full with the two of you. Excuse me, I need some air. <laughs> Come here, son. <laughs> Come here, Dad. Oh, we are going to have so much fun fucking with Serena. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. I am here to break down Season 1, Episode 13, A Thin Line Between Chuck and Nate. I, of course, am one of the Lonely Boys. My name is Matt, but I am not here by myself today. I'm never here by myself. I always at least have one person, and that one person here is the Queen Bee of the podcast, and the B stands for oh. Brendan Ruppel. Hell yeah. Um, I am also the Queen C of podcasting, a, the creepy uncle of podcasting, that is. Uh, <laughs> A.K.A. Uncle Cream. Shout out to Cream Nation. Hi, diddly ho to Cream Nation. All right. I know. Last time I was on a podcast with you, I know you wanted that to get longer. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I, I don't know what else to tack on. All right. Um, I, we, we're not here by ourselves. We have, we have a guest with us, and I should just bring her in right away, but instead I will make her, her wait a second. Just, make her sweat. <laughs> yeah, because I, I just have a quick, <laughs> I have a quick, quick uh, question to ask you. Um, ha- have, you listen, have you listened to the, uh, to the new Taylor Swift album yet? I know she doesn't appreciate Taylor Swift like we do, so I just wanted to get this in yeah. before, she's, before she's on air. Of course I have. I, How many I times have you listened? It. Because, of course, for us, this has just dropped yesterday. For anyone listening yeah. to this, it's been out for five weeks already. <laughs> and within five weeks i'll have listened to it like 20 times but uh i listened to it friday release date two times through because i had a lot of driving to do that day for work oh nice so i was able to listen to it all the way through twice and then my, my run this morning a little bit um so maybe uh and some some in the car today a uh, friend of the show madeline uh put it on a little bit i didn't even know she was a swifty so that was a nice surprise <laughs> in our travels today nice. so maybe maybe almost three but not, not yeah, a complete three i think i'm about 
like around three, almost three as well. Um, watch the short film and everything. I was listening. I was listening at school yesterday. And my host teacher kept making fun of me, like, "Oh, you listening to Taylor Swift again?" Like, yeah, like, buddy. Uh, yeah. Why are you not? Um, yeah, I just thought we had to talk about it a little because as this is a show about beautiful blonde people, the the most beautiful <laughs> blonde of them all just released an album. So I felt like it. And that was uh, not funny. <laughs> And also, of course, of course, the person laughing is is our guest here, and I will finally, I will the finally nerve. bring her in. This is this is, an uh, God. I, every time we have a guest, I want to say it's the most iconic guest we've had, but that is very insulting to the people on before us. I will say it is a tie <laughs> for the most iconic guest that we've had. Please welcome Naomi Calhoun to the podcast. Naomi, wow. thank you so much for joining us. Hi, I think that Kirsten would genuinely like be upset if she. Uh, <laughs> was demoted in iconicness because of me but i am thrilled to be here um i literally am going to the upper east side later tonight in honor of this that's dedication later that's dedication i'm sorry that we're taking so long then jeez no it's okay i i have all the time in the world i'm i'm 18 and i can go drink at hotels you know (laughs) oh my god that's right you should have gone there shows the difference in our age no I, I got back from Brooklyn today. I'm like, I got to go to fucking bed. Um, I was going to say, you should have just gone there before you started recording so you could record live live on location at, from the Upper East Side. You know, I mean, so uh, my boyfriend works on Saturdays, so I sat at home all day and recorded podcasts, and I had been... There was a hailstorm in the middle of today, so I have yes, been I saw that. itching to get outside Scary. and go out um, and have an actual saturday to party i didn't party on halloween because i'm not cool so i'm ready to go out tonight wow nice um, i definitely didn't Two party weeks on halloween either so i did not either um, that um makes so you're, you're a new yorker then i you. am you know no one... i assume everyone that gagan talks to is from canada so i just, <laughs> I just <laughs> had a feeling you know no one opens the door like a native new yorker um i am super excited <laughs> to talk about this show like, thank you guys for having me because uh, I'm really here to give the, you know, a real New York City uh, groove yeah. to this episode about teenagers. Yes, an yeah, expert real perspective. New Yorkers, baby. <laughs> um, so before we get into the episode, um, I, I usually like to ask people their their Gossip Girl journey when they started watching and all that. So um, I, I I know the answer to this already, but I will I will humor myself and ask you uh, what's your gossip girl journey when did you when did you start watching when did you get into the show um i got into the show about three days ago um, <laughs> <laughs> well because you guys started this podcast i thought it was such a funny idea and gossip girl was one of those shows that i had always heard about and like girls whose parents let them watch more risque television than mine were watching when i was a kid i was kind of like oh like gossip girl and then it really fell mm-hmm. out of style for me. I uh, never watched it when I was younger, and so I thought this would be the perfect time to get in on it. Um, I actually have a friend who worked on the Gossip Girl reboot, um, wow. and so I will get some gossip for you guys when I go hang out with him. Wow. This is, you know, this was in my peak, like, teenage years, and I really think that if I was watching this show and America's Next Top Model, I would have had an eating disorder, so I'm kind of glad I didn't. <laughs> yeah, pro- probably for the best. Um, now, since yeah. you've in the three days since you've been watching, um, have you seen all the episodes leading up to this one, or or which ones which ones have you seen to prepare? 
Um, so I watched episode one, and I watched episode three, and then I watched episode and that's 13. It. <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay, so a 10-episode ten, a ten jump, so <laughs> may, maybe you missed some stuff in the middle there, but... Um, and and I know I know what the listeners are thinking. Listen, you guys started off high with with your first guest with Kirsten. Then all of a sudden you had to resort to the co-hosts uh, to you know one of the co-host girlfriends. And now you guys are already you know going to people that haven't even seen the show. But <laughs> I can assure you we have not run out of guests. I just had to. Naomi was just very excited to come on, and she's one of the coolest people I know. So I just even though she has not seen every episode, we needed to we needed to get her on anyway for yeah. And, and also, even newer. She's not just pers- my girlfriend. She's girlfriend of the podcast. Uh, that's true. Girlfriend of the pod. <laughs> Shout out yeah. to Nicole, girlfriend of the pod. <laughs> but yeah, so we, we have someone with uh, an even fresher perspective than than Brendan, who is the newbie of the podcast. Well, I also think I had to get in early because I was not going to watch like two and a half seasons of this show, you know? like That's a good plan. Uh, that's a good move. Yeah. <laughs> so in, in the in the limited amount of episodes you've seen, do you have any favorite or least favorite characters? So I did text you, Matt. Um Yes. Do you want to just read what I texted you? How how does that sound? <laughs> let's okay. Let, let's see. Let's see if I can. This whole show should just be like us texting each other, and then we read the texts aloud. Gossip <laughs> <laughs> girl um. here. What a Naomi say that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. Um, you said it's crazy how little charisma Blake Lively has. LOL. <laughs> yep. What the fuck? Which, well, yeah, I knew Brendan was not going to be happy about that. As the as, it's as all the, the charisma. That's all I've been talking about in the show <laughs> about how much charisma she has. That's the one take I have. Then <laughs> um, let's see. Blair is the definition of pick me girls, but at least she has some personality. Which I agree. Blair does definitely have personality. Yeah, um, definitely. I will be derailing the I will be derailing the pod for a good twenty to talk about how Chase is one of my favorite comedic actors of modern day. Which yes, let's get into that. Let's <laughs> Chase. Chase, Chase, Chase Crawford, Crawford, I'm assuming. Yes. Um, oh, okay. Comedic actors. <laughs> well, so not not from this show, but Chase Crawford is so good on The Boys. It's crazy. And oh, really? It's okay. actually kind of a bummer to watch him on Gossip Girl because he's so boring on Gossip Girl right now. Like, I thought you were like, well, making yes, fun of him yes. for how bad and boring he is, like how, how Honestly, stupid his brooding acting is. Then that could work. You're very right. <laughs> right. Um, do I have any favorites? I, I really like um, uh, Jenny. I think that's a really fun character. I, nice. I always like a descent yes. into madness and a descent into evil. There we go. Um, and so to me, she's a really fun character to watch the transformation of. Um, all of the mm-hmm. rest of them, I don't know. I think they're all a bit all over the place. But I do I do like <laughs> Dan. If I, I know that if I was watching the show in 2007, I would have a crush on Dan. Hard crush on Yeah, Dan. I would yeah. You know what? my pick. Even watching this in 2021, I have a I have a crush on Dan, so yes, I, I, have a I, I definitely yeah. I definitely get it. Um but yeah, there are a lot of people who don't like Jenny and find her to be very annoying, but I like you enjoy watching her her journey and uh you know, going from the bottom of the barrel to to the top of the of the totem pole. Yeah. It's it's a very fun thing to watch, but of course yeah, I mean, at we, this we point will... in the show it's like one of the very few enjoyable uh, character arcs. Yeah, we we will get into all of that. Um, I guess let's get into this episode. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was it's like I mentioned at the top of the show. It's called a thin line between Chuck and Nate. Brendan, do you uh, oh, do you know the movie reference that this is? I guess I gave it away that it's a film, but do do you know what film oh. the title is referencing? No, you know I was looking at it. I was looking at the next title of uh, of uh, 
the next episode and i was like oh I, I, that one's easy and then i looked at what today's was like oh shit i got nothing for gigging today i'm pissed i've been on such a down streak with these lately yeah this is gonna be at least Damn your it. third wrong in a row it might be your fourth oh. wrong in a row so a bad streak you're gonna be five for 12 overall now naomi do you know what Yikes. the film that the title is referencing is yeah, I had no idea. I like I had even seen that it was based on something, and I was like, uh, no fucking clue what that is. Okay, so the title is referencing the 1996 film A Thin Line Between Love and Hate. So pretty clever, I think. Uh, Chuck Chuck kind of sounds like love. Oh, it rhymes, and, too. And Nate rhymes with hate, so That's not, good. not bad, not bad. That's uh, one of the few titles I'm kind of down for. All right, all right, we're, we're back on track. Uh, yeah. Gossip Girl takes pleasure in reporting that Serena Vanderwoodson was spotted buying pregnancy tests. Of course, on Ooh. the Upper East Side, the truth is often even juicier and more scandalous than the gossip, and this time is no exception. Original air date, January 9th, 2008. Of course, we all remember. Do, do you remember where you were on January 9th, 2008, Naomi? January 9th, you said? Yeah, January 9th, 2008. So January 9th, 2008, I would have been in 7th grade. Because I always started the year. No, wait. Would I have been in eighth grade? Always. I no, I was in eighth grade. Yeah, we were. Yeah, in eighth okay. Grade. So I was we in seventh cool, grade. Cool eighth graders. Um, and January, I probably would have been in like science class or something. You know, um, come home <laughs> from school. What did this air on? Like a Wednesday or something? Um, I think it aired on Mondays. Mondays. That's weird. Yeah, I probably would have had. I like, could be wrong. I probably would have had like theater rehearsal, and then I would have been home. Yeah. You didn't ask right. what I was doing, though. So now that we've set the scene, uh, <laughs> do you want to know? Uh, so we, we get do a nice. Care? What were you saying, Brendan? You didn't ask me what I was doing. Well, you know, I figured I wanted to um, let let the guest answer, and then do I really need to ask two people the same question? Are you are you going to have an exciting <laughs> answer, Brendan? If this isn't good, then you've just wasted all of our time. <laughs> I, I, I was All right, Brendan, where probably, were you? January 9, 2008, where were you? <laughs> I was ripping bongs on the front steps <laughs> of the middle school, baby. Okay. Smoking dudes and having some whacker tobacco, man. Are you Are you happy? Are you happy you got that in? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we start the episode with a nice Gossip Girl voiceover, uh, asking what the difference between gossip and scandal is. And we see Serena buying a pregnancy test and someone, of course, snapping her picture. And... I have I've flagged this up before, and you know this is from one of the episodes that Naomi has w- watched even that uh, all the way back to episode three when when Chuck snapped a picture of her going into the Ostrov Center. I-, I said that Serena needs to be more on her game here. She she's the it girl of the city. She knows that people are going to be taking pictures of her wherever she walks. She has to be more vigilant. She changes. She can't just be like nonchalantly. She's very ditzy and airheaded a lot of times. She's very naive. She's kind of her thing. Can I read you my very first note? Yes. Very Why would Serena, someone who knows that there is a constant network of people spreading her personal life <laughs> over text messages, just openly buy a pregnancy test? Go to a CVS in Brooklyn, bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. She, she's like, and the sheer amount of them too. Is she? <laughs> yeah, she's she's not being discreet. She's not trying to get in and out. She's in there taking her time, grabbing all of the pregnancy tests. She goes up to the cashier. She's like, "Which one do you recommend?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was a question people asked. Has absolutely no like shame that like you would expect from someone who might seem like they might be pregnant. Maybe like, oh my god. I guess that's what it was too. Like, she didn't give a shit because it wasn't for her anyway. Maybe that's why she didn't have much humility. 
but she, but, <laughs> but but everyone right. thinks it's her when, when it comes out. So yeah, I I've I've never brought bought a t- pregnancy test, so I I wouldn't know to ask which one. Which one would you recommend? Yeah, not yet. Um, but they, yeah, this is going to set off the chain of events for the episode. Every everyone's getting the update that Serena's buying a pregnancy test, and I like this because um, Gossip Girl's really more of a character than a framing device in this episode. Like none of, none of the drama would happen in this episode really if not for Gossip Girl. Yeah, and I this think is the first time it's really used that way. I was going to say I think it's series. kind of the first time this is happening. Usually it's just a fun Kristen Bell voiceover to document what's happening in the show. But this is yeah. the first time we see it here and then we see it later when Chuck um directly texts Gossip Girl to give her give her some titular gossip. Um, yes. Naomi, how do you, how do you feel about Gossip Girl as a concept? Um I okay. I, I think that Gossip Girl is kind of insane. Can I tell you guys a very embarrassing story <laughs> I've never told anybody before? Please do, right? yes. Okay. Oh, oh my god. Hey we're getting the wow. scoop here. So when I was in middle uh, school, should I get like a, a a buzz for that, like a ska hoop? Get like a little uh, yes. segment thing. When I was like in sixth grade, there was still MySpace, right? And of course, I was not popular. Shocker! Um, and what? I really, I really wanted to be popular, and I had like just I watched all like the Abercrombie kids, you know, around me, and I was just sort of like obsessed with being a little bit more popular than I was. And I was like, what's a fun way to do this and know about them? And so then I made a MySpace called UVMS Gossip. And I <laughs> don't think I knew what Gossip Girl was, but I tried to get... I don't get, think it existed yet. I tried to get popular... But it existed in book form, right? Oh, yes, it did. I tried to get the popular kids to DM me their tea spread around wow. and let me tell you you really tried to become a gossip girl. I, it was amazing you really were <laughs> the gossip girl of your time or at least tried to be um uh and i really tried and it did not work at all and like i think one person was like why WTF are you doing this like people did not people did not respond well to it and i just like totally abandoned the account after like a day or two like i really gave up um Listen, you took a swing. <laughs> if I it worked, you'd been a hero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, let me oh tell you, God. I would have been so bullied if they found out that it was me who was doing it, too. Like, I would that is so funny. That's great. Um, so, please excuse the police outside. You know, this is the real gritty New York City experience that Blair. Yeah. That's right. Blair and Screening. Like in Gotham City over there. Um, no, so. I think you should recreate that MySpace account or some sort of maybe like an Instagram account called that and start getting the gossip from that same high school. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I think I could. And, look, it was middle school. Like, don't get me wrong. Oh, right, right, right. Um, That's true. Uh, Even better. <laughs> so, this is all to say that I like the idea of Gossip Girl. I am dumbfounded by how, like, all of these kids are, like, incredibly paranoid about their social lives, considering that, yeah. like, at a moment's notice, your entire sex life can be texted to your high school. I also can't believe that principals <laughs> haven't shut this down. Like, people in middle school got in trouble for, like, stuff that they IM'd to other kids. Like, and that was 2006. Yeah. So there's no way that this would be allowed by a Catholic school. That's true. And we've met Headmistress Queller, and she is no nonsense. Takes no she, shit. Yeah. Just last week, she was, you know, shutting down that pool party and expelling people that had anything to do with it. But either she somehow does not know about Gossip Girl yet or does not ca- Maybe, you know, and I don't want to, you know, perhaps spoil anything, but could Queller be Gossip Girl? We don't know. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> either she is or she doesn't give a damn about Gossip Girl and is not doing anything yet. But yeah. Jenny, Jenny is one of the people who sees this on Gossip Girl. And as soon as she sees it, she screams for Dan. And I have to ask, did, did she know that Rufus was also home? Because, like, if she did, what what is she doing? This is going to be a recurring problem in this episode. People not making sure that the coast is clear and that there's <laughs> people there that shouldn't be there when you're saying things. But obviously Rufus is also going to come running in if she's screaming. And, yeah. you know, she tries to play it off. She says she's just, just testing my screaming for its screaming efficiency, which is a pretty uh-huh. bad cover. But I do think she does have a pretty efficient scream because both of them did come running in. Yeah, it was a good scream, honestly. I liked it. It was like pretty though. solid. It was funny. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But I also liked how she's like um, when they, she gets picked up by Rufus and Dan. She's like, "You're gonna regret doing that." <laughs> well, yeah, because she <laughs> once she she tries to put up a fight at first. She's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Stop invading my privacy!" And then you know, Dan and Rufus give each other the look, like, "Okay, let's lift her chair." And then once uh-huh. they do that, Jenny just stops fighting, and it's definitely because she's you know she's like. Uh, you know, at this point, she's just like, okay, then screw, screw you, Dan. Like, see, see if I care if Rufus sees this. You're, you're gonna be, you're gonna be upset that you did this to me. Yeah, they they give the, the, each other the old uh, lift the chair look. But Dan, but Dan should be smarter than this too, because what? Am I, am I getting choppy? No, I just didn't hear the last thing you said. Oh, I just said that they he, they give each other the old uh, lift the chair look. Oh yeah, yes, the classic look. But yeah. um, Dan should also be smarter at, because if, if Jenny wants Dan to see something, but not Rufus, maybe Dan should, you know, think that maybe he also doesn't want Rufus to see this. Yeah, yeah this is yeah, this especially this in the Gossip Girl weird. world. I, I okay, <laughs> I have a I have a big bone to pick with Mr. Rufus. Um, Please do, Rufus. You're an old ass man. Stop being a weirdo. <laughs> like. <laughs> I, I, he is, he is definitely my least favorite character, and Chuck Bass wow. has, like, sexually assaulted someone in episode, like, one or three, I can't remember at this point. Like, yeah. I hate Rufus so much, and I oh hate my God. this idea of, like, trying to make their dad the cool dad. It's like, just, just get him out of here. I love this take, and, yeah, Jeez. they do try hard to make it seem like he's the cool dad i also agree that i don't care about his storylines usually ever unless they have to do with lily so the less rufus the better but i definitely don't hate him as like a person like i think he's one of the few actual decent parents in the show at least compared to the other people that are doing god knows what but what you do you just hate him because you, you just you just think he's trying too hard to be the cool dad well, I think a couple things, and we see it in this in this episode too. One, his storylines when he's trying to like date other women are incredibly boring. Um, mm-hmm. Completely agreed. Who 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 yeah. cares if this old man fucks? I don't. Um, <laughs> that was the worst part of the episode the, by the, far. Yeah, and I think that it commits the biggest sin of television, which is like it's he's boring. Like he, the character yes. is boring, the storylines are boring, and if I'm watching a television show about like, and and this ties into my larger complaint about Gossip Girl, which we'll get to a little bit later, but, like, if we're gonna watch a show about, like, socialite teens on the Upper East Side, and yeah. his dad isn't a socialite, I don't fucking care. Stop it. Get him <laughs> off my screen. And it's and it's so yeah. funny, because it's kind of like, it switches 
back and forth with like you have all this stuff we're finally revealing all of like the chuck and nate <laughs> stuff like nate has not known yeah. that that it's chuck been building was, up for so long you know, having sex with his girl they've been building it's finally coming to head not only is um nate finding out but the whole school is finding out and there's all this drama with this one storyline and then it just cuts <laughs> to rufus at an art gallery juggling these two women who we don't even know like why are we meant to care who, about who any of so yeah, similar to each other they do i at the at the end i thought he was getting a date with Bryn, but he's getting a date with dex <laughs> apparently i didn't even like wh- i don't even was, blame uh, him for getting the names wrong at confusing. one point that, that, so weird, that was a, a weird storyline in general. I think what I could say about yeah, yeah. Naomi hating him a that, lot is, oh. is that I, based on the episode she told us that she has watched so far, I feel like she missed a lot of the good ones with Rufus. Um, I totally agree this one sucks with him, and it didn't need to be here. Like, I don't know why they it's felt like so they needed bad. to have a parent storyline in this episode. You don't have to have parents in every episode. It's okay. You Listen, know, like, if, but if he, you need, he had some good moments need, earlier yeah, on. If, if you need one of the adults to send out the episode, Rufus should have sat out instead of Lily. We had no Lily this entire episode. Yeah, yeah and, and I, I totally agree with you, Brennan. I think the big um, – I, I watched the, the Ivy League episode, and I think he was great in that. Like, he's he's a good dad. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's yeah. no reason to dedicate storylines to him. Like, no, not at all. Yeah, not he gets a full storyline. It's, it's just yeah. his. Especially when it's not intertwined but, with Lily, which is, like, the real interesting part of him is, like, another person that's not exactly. on this episode. Yes. Um, so anyway, Eric gets his bless as well. He's he's going to ask Serena if there's something she wants to tell him. Uh, they, this this show's leaving us in the dark for a while, making us think that Serena might be the one that's pregnant. Did either of you buy that at this point, or did you think it was probably for someone else? I bought it. I'm very I'm gullible. curious about Brendan. Yeah, you bought it for a little Brendan. Oh, Brendan. I said I'm very. I said I bought it the whole time until the you were given like you were given that information. I was like, oh wow, okay, what a twist. That's that's how I watch okay. TV. Global always. <laughs> oh, I get that. that. And I, I mean, for me, it seemed like the, there has to be some kind of twist here. Like it's not for Zarina, but I have seen this a bunch of times. So who knows if that's what I was thinking the first time I was watching this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I have um, to say and- that like the what I like about this episode is that uh, it, it's phrased as like Gossip Girl sort of says, like, when does gossip become a scandal? And I do really yes. like that this idea of like this gossip is getting out of control, and like mm-hmm. we're gonna see it be kind of crazy. So I really liked that element of uh, the story that we we're getting lots of twists and turns. But honestly, it wasn't scandalous enough to me. Like, Ooh. like it got so it resolved so easily. Fuck it, like give Blair a baby. Like make this. Let's keep going. <laughs> 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 I was gonna ask if you if either of you thought at any point that Blair might actually be pregnant or if we were always gonna get you know no the, I think the it's negative too early result. it's still season one you know yeah, yeah and I it's a shame because that would have been like a really good storyline I feel like in like season five or six you know like way down the line mm-hmm. and I don't know if it is maybe something that they do do but to I hope me, so. it's a great it's like a great storyline that they just you know aren't are you know we're too early on almost. But listen, there's still going to be plenty of uh, effects from this. Our our main trio, well, not our main trio, but the the our tightest trio, dating back to the first episode, has always been like Blair, Chuck, and Nate. And now, you know, none of them are even talking to each other. You know, Blair not a single hates, one to either of the others. Yeah. yeah, Blair doesn't have Nate or Chuck. Chuck doesn't have yeah. None none of them have each other. Um, really, I mean, Blair just has Serena right now. The whole school has turned on her. Uh, Nate. Eh, 
doesn't really have any friends besides Chuck and Blair, so I guess he could still have Serena if he wanted. He has Jenny, and then Chuck really has no one. Like, uh, Nate just tried to beat him up, and then he sends Blair away as well at the end of the episode. So yeah. there, there is definitely is work to do to repair those relationships, um, but not before. Rufus sits Dan down for the talk now that now that he knows that uh, Serena was buying pregnancy tests. He's clearly disappointed in Dan. Dan Dan has decided that whatever Serena does, he will be there for her. He drops the L word to Rufus. Rufus doesn't give a shit. He's probably still a little bitter towards the Vanderwoodsons right now. Probably still upset so with too. Lily for not choosing him. So Serena also he doesn't doesn't care about right now. But he he does give him good advice though. He def- Dan definitely should talk to Serena first. Like this is usually the right move in every episode, and it's surprising that yeah. they they uh, they don't give this advice more often. Like just talk to the and other person, and this episode will be three minutes long. And this should have only been like his his only scene, or like this should have been his role in this show this episode yes, together. To help Dan. Just, he should have just been parenting and that's it. Get out of there. I yes. Really, I really thought this was going to be like an abortion episode the way that this, like it started. Yeah. Like, and, I, thought so you know, too. I thought, and when he says love and I was like, wait, that's what this is about? Like, really? he just wants to say the L word. Oh my God. Lame. Yeah. Um, lame. I want more babies. The other L word. Yeah. <laughs> um, abortion. <laughs> Um, I, <laughs> the, the Italian abortion. Yeah, a French abortion. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> so I have on my list. Um, oh, okay. Here's my question, because we we see like this is the thing that drove me most nuts about this episode. Do you refer to your best friend as like B or M or S? Like, is that a cute nickname for your friends? <laughs> no. <laughs> For me, no. I mean, there. I mean, we had a friend called Z growing up, so definitely, if the if the name yeah. applies to someone, it could work. But that was uh, apparently Collins' also main main problem with the show is that he couldn't he couldn't get behind a character being called S. He said that that name that was a not, breaking point S for him. Th- yeah, S does not work as a nickname. Like there are some names that you could just <laughs> go by letter. S is not one of them. Yeah, my, my little brother was on a hockey team with another boy. They were both named Alex or Alec. And so Alex Q went by Q. Q not I think only Q has is a- one that you can. Yeah. Yeah, it's, can gotta, it it's gotta go consonant vowel. And that right. works. And, and it's got some precedent to it, right? Q is like a, a James Bond character and all that stuff. But S. S is a horrible nickname. At least B sounds like an act. You know? mm-hmm. B is good. S is bad. I think right. F would be worse probably. I wouldn't <laughs> call him like, an F. N, nobody calls you know, nobody would call me N, you know? Yeah. Like, that's bad too. Because that's got the same problem. The yeah. vowel first is the problem. I think it's right. just something Gossip Girl started doing and then it, it caught on. Because that's what well, Gossip clearly, Girl you, clearly always you calls them. You can only have so many characters <laughs> Exactly. Text, exactly. Which right. this all makes sense, right? That that I understand why Gossip Girl is doing it. It makes no fucking sense why these two are supposed to be BFFs, like, forever, right? This, this is, I mean, we'll talk about it. Uh, I didn't get to watch all the episodes, but, like, another one of my big problems with this show is that, like, I don't really buy how best friends they are because of little things like that. Because it's like, oh, like, who, who like, don't you have, like, friend nicknames for each other that aren't just your initials? I don't understand. Yeah, that's all you could think of? That's true. <laughs> and because and we, we've we never seen, like, besides the one flashback 
episode in Thanksgiving, we've never seen like their friendship like develop before the events of the show. We've just seen it pick up right. after they like hated each other after the events of boarding school, and we don't really know how their friendship developed. We don't even know like how they met or anything really. Yeah, we meet them when they're already like pissed off at each other for like five episodes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that, that's one of my big gripes with like this this show in general is just that like. I don't buy that they're like really good friends and that this is a huge falling out. And I, I do wish we got some flashbacks. Maybe we get more stuff in the future. But right now, it just seems like two pretty girls were mad at each other. Listen, I don't buy that they are friends either. And that's because I buy that they are in love with each other. Oh, no. Or at right. the very least, Blair is in love with Serena. That's what we are about in the show. Now that and I think I we get a, And we get another Almost. very romantic scene at the end of the episode. <laughs> it's true by the plane that is that's very right. that's like uh what's that old movie the the, like uh, the yeah. plane movie casablanca there we go it's it's a scene out of a damn romantic comedy she's literally stopping her from getting on a plane come on <laughs> how much more like that that's a, that's a romance right there yeah that's true <laughs> we're we're really jumping around but <laughs> to, uh serena so serena's pacing back and forth waiting for dan some comic genius walks by and says, "Hey, mom," to her. And <laughs> Brendan, what do you what do you think of Serena's off the cuff reply? Yes, I'm pregnant, that was great. and it's yours. Uh, yeah, you did like. So, do you think I, she you know what I thought? this retort? Like, just I thought in it case? was very charismatic of her. Oh, okay. So, so you, Naomi, you, know. you mentioned how how uncharismatic Blake Lively, and by extension, I would imagine Serena is. You didn't find her charming at all in this episode. I I find I liked when she was talking to her brother. I think that's some of the best work. Me too. Um, she, yeah. she does yeah Blake Lively definitely does her best work when she's being kind um mm-hmm. but I think the problem is one Blake Lively is not a very good actress um oh my god she's mostly there because she's pretty and she is like tall and has this lovely blonde hair um but to me she is not like an it girl because she doesn't when she's trying to be mean or biting I don't believe it one bit I don't believe that she can oh go no from, definitely like, not like an ice cold bitch to like a very like loving girlfriend because to me she has no ice in her veins and that's uh why actually i think that um leighton meester is so good as blair's because she can yes. go from like the pathetic sort of put down my boyfriend won't sleep with me character into being an absolute b-i-g-c-h um and I really like that about her performance. I think that sometimes oh, yes. Blair is underwritten because she's such a like a pouty person. But Bla- look, I, I mm-hmm. just think that Blake Lively can't bring what the role needs. And I don't to that point. Like I don't think that Serena really is like a mean person in general. Right. I think she does tend to be kind and uh, you know one of the Maybe nicer her character. Of the, yeah, of the yeah. popular people. And when when she does have to go into that role of like uh, biting back at someone, it it doesn't it doesn't come off as great as other one like like Blair. Like when Blair insults you, like you're gonna get murdered. Same thing with Lily. Same thing with Jenny. Even really. And but for Serena, it definitely doesn't work. And for like Nate, if Nate was ever to try to like insult (laughs) someone, I just wouldn't. I would not believe it either. Well, Um, and you know what? That that brings up a good point that I also think is that like she. What I think maybe Serena is missing is the actual allure. And maybe it's because she's the main character and that's really difficult to sh- like give her some sort of mystery. But when like Dan is pining after her in the first episode, I'm like, 
yeah, she's like hot and blonde. Like, what what makes her so mysterious? Like, clearly yeah. her whole social life is like out on the internet. I don't understand why. <laughs> well, she went to boarding school for a semester. Right. Well, this goes no back one to knows everything. What happened there. The, the events prior to the show starting, like no she one, was this yeah. wacky character that we never get to see. Yeah, we yeah. never see badass Serena, but it was so bad that she went away to boarding school and no one knows why. And, and now good. she's back yeah. and no one knows why. And that's kind of the mystery. Um, so in this episode, we're going to have th- this classic story that we have in every TV show, the should I say I love you plot. Um, well, I've never really related to this because I will tell anyone I love them. Um, and <laughs> I, I, But even I know the desired response to I love you is not I'm not pregnant. Um <laughs> Brendan, is is that what Nicole says to you when you when you say I love you? Does she respond with I'm not pregnant? <laughs> yeah, she does, and I say, Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, she's like, That's uh, gross. So, Serena gives him the news that she's not pregnant, but uh, things are still weird right now because, as we're about to find out, like she's not pregnant, but also the test was never for her. So th- this is something that you know the the people the people don't know yet. Um, really, took so the Jenny out of Jen- sales. Yeah, it really did. Because he, yeah. he, he, he was, was ready to say, I love you. He was ready to be a teen father. That man was ready yeah. to, to go buy some diapers at the bodega. What a hero. He, sna- he snapped into that role way too quickly. He was, there should, <laughs> I, have, I been some, there these, should have been some hesitation. I hate to see these kind of plot lines, though. They're so boring. It's so, like, there's been so overdone. It definitely annoyed me a little bit that this, like, the classic, the, the I should love I say you, I and then, like, the, plot? oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, the shit. only really twist on it with this one is that it, it comes with a potential pregnancy but that's that's really it um, very briefly yeah jenny jenny's back in her awesome hat that, that uh, i love when she <laughs> sideways <was>. yes. <laughs> yes yes my favorite my favorite look on her uh, she's she's late because she had to drop books off at the library which apparently she does a lot because she, she does a lot she, yeah. she mentions this like three <laughs> times this episode oh as she dro- i don't know why she's going to the library so much all the time but she gets to sit with the crew on the steps of the met but blair in a power move here, has her moved down a couple steps, which is, you know, the worst thing you can say to someone. It's ridiculous. It's very funny. Um, Yeah. Also, yeah. Also doesn't let Jenny call her B because it's only for friends. I forget why Blair is even hazing Jenny right now, but she, she's going to go on to regret it. Um, Oh, big time. Let me, let me read you another one of my notes. Um, (laughs) Please do. Who the fuck wants to hang out on the dirty steps of the Met all the time? Oh, that's their spot. They eat yogurt on the Met and that is, that is what they do before and after school. so funny. Right. See, see, I know this. I know this. But, like, I've been to the Met. I live in New York City. These, <laughs> these girls are wearing incredibly expensive, fashionable outfits. They've got incredibly expensive bags and all this stuff. And they want to sit on the fucking New York City sidewalk. Because it's basically just an extension of the sidewalk. There's no reason why the Met right. steps are cleaner. Or, or, yeah, they're not better than the sidewalk. Right. It's not like they like power wash them every day. Millions of tourists like, <laughs> walk over these steps all the time. So they are not better for you to be sitting on. Um, these girls are just sitting there dirty little behinds on the ground. And like, I'm shocked that it's supposed to be this cool. Also considering that I don't think any of them want to go to the fucking Met. So why? why yeah. Why wow. So, cool? I, so you're saying is some real hazing would be for them to make Jenny take her jacket off and let her sit on... Jenny's jacket. Yeah. Like, oh, Jenny, can you lay down real quick? And they all this pop a squat on her back. Ooh, that would be good. That's a. That's I never, I never really stopped to think about that. I was just told by Gossip Girl that this was cool, and so I believed it was cool, and I have believed Rentally it. It looks for, pretty cool for my whole, you know, <laughs> since I've started watching Gossip Girl. I just, I think that could make it cooler cool. is if they're smoking cigarettes. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> oh yeah, that that's way cool. Um, 
we 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 see Penelope and Hazel again, who I who I flagged up in last week's episode. Uh, they didn't get any lines last week, but they they get to talk. They get a lot of action. I know. Have they yeah. have they left an impression on you yet, Brendan? I was just amazed to hear from them. It's just like I, I feel like I've been waiting to hear from them and Dorota, and this is the first this is, real this scenes is their, that they have. Yeah, this is their first speaking episode, and it seems like they've already, you know, usurped uh, Cotty and Isabel as the as the head minions ahead of them. Yeah, I, I I can't tell still if like there's been a if you didn't tell me I wouldn't have known if these were different people every single episode or not. <laughs> so this is really what they they I would if you if we didn't do this podcast I'd be like oh cool new new characters. Um, well, Jenny, Jenny's, you know, appalled. She storms off. Blair, Blair seems, seems to think she'll be back. This is when Serena comes and everyone's treating her weird. This, in this crowd, it seems to be a very big deal to everyone buying a pregnancy test. Uh, that, that Serena has to announce again that, that she's not pregnant and that's when she's gonna ask to talk to Blair in private. And this, (laughs) you know, so she tells Blair, uh, she asked Blair if she got her text that she had to tell Dan that she wasn't pregnant. And Blair is, you know, hilariously acting oblivious right now. She's just like, oh, I'm so happy for you, Serena. Close call, huh? And, like, refusing to <laughs> And I'm to still break. so confused by well, this, love too. That like, what the fuck's going on here? I love someone who's, who's committed to the bit. Like, Serena's like, it's just us here. You you don't have to pretend that this wasn't for you. She's like, man, that's that sucks that you, that you had to have a pregnancy test, Serena. I really yeah. feel for you. This is the definition of like my French vanilla fantasy. Like Blair, yes. Blair will not be girl interrupted. Um, uh, also, I wrote taking a pregnancy test is the definition of go piss girl. <laughs> That's very good. Does Brendan know about go piss girl? No, uh, I don't know. I enlighten me. Don't think he's very active on uh, on Twitter. Maybe that he would okay. see that or no. Um, I don't gonna, really use I'm the internet us- for anything but this. While you guys are podcasting, I'm going to find this meme and put it in the Discord. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, great. Was that was that because you in a text I have not read on air? You you told me I hope you're ready. I've written the best joke ever for the podcast. Yes. Um, oh, I forgot about that. that. Was, was that the best joke ever? Yeah, that's the best joke ever. Okay, I good, didn't good. even get it. That, that's oh, what man. Think of <laughs> Brendan it. doesn't even get it. Shit. <laughs> uh, don't worry, you will. You I'm, will. I'm sure it was uh, great. I mean, like, I'll commend you, you for like. It seems like it did really well on here. Yeah, I'm gonna send I, it to you, and, and you're gonna you're gonna love it. Okay. <laughs> I love Great. that Blair has written this narrative for herself, and she is just completely going with it, refusing to break for anything. Uh, this is, you know, obviously when we get the hint that the pregnancy test probably wasn't for Serena. Serena calls out Blair. You know, whenever something bad happens, she pretends like the problem doesn't exist. Which, to be fair, definitely textbook Blair. That's what she's doing right now, and. So now we obviously know that it's Blair who needs the pregnancy test because Serena just whips it out and hands it to her in broad daylight. Like Serena does not care. She <laughs> people could be there taking pictures again for all she knows, but she's just going to take it out in broad daylight and hand it over to Blair. I uh, this is t- my um, moment where I'm like, Whoa! that's that's my my gasp. That happens <laughs> did, a lot in the show now. Did you did you think it was going to be Chuck's baby or Nate's baby? Um, or did you think she just wasn't going to be baby pregnant? daddy? I I thought it would cause more drama to be Chuck's. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't really think she'd be pregnant, honestly. Like we talked about earlier, it's just too early in the series to be having them get pregnant, you know? Yeah. I just, I love the soap opera aspect of this story. I do too. I also yeah, it, 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 I really enjoyed that. I sent the meme to you in a private chat. Uh, hey, yeah, I'm looking at it now. <laughs> just, just uh, so instead of Gossip Girl, it's Go Piss Girl. Google Go Piss Girl, please. And you'll have a great time. Yes. Yes. 
<laughs> it's, it's she's so encouraging when the way the way she's looking at Serena saying "Go piss, girl." It's very encouraging. <laughs> and when you're taking your pregnancy test, go piss, girl. Yes, um, that's very good. <laughs> a plus. Well, I I was gonna say that the thing that's so weird to me about this storyline, like, is that Blair is basically like, my period's a few days late. I'm probably stressed out. I'm like, I've had that happen to me before. Like, that is a thing that can occur. So. To me, it's like an it's like a classic teenage overreaction. But uh, another sort of like thing about Gossip Girl that I find is a little unsuccessful is like there are all these classic teenage moments, but the actors never really play them with like the teenage naivete to make it feel like a teen moment. You know, they're never like, yeah. oh my god, my period's three days late. I must be pregnant. Like it's all kind of like they're always cool and they're always adults right. and grown up. These. These never feel like teenagers on the show, even though they are going to school right now. It, it And perhaps, you know, going into that could be because they, like, drink and go to, like, balls and clubs and stuff, which right. teenagers tend to not do. But if they were not going to school in an episode, you could very easily forget that these are supposed to be 16 and 17-year-olds. Oh, a, a million thousand percent. Once again, we return to my notes. Um, to find um, they're served so much alcohol in this show. Yes. Yeah, it's not a problem. And I guess when you're rich, it does not matter how old you are. And you, if you own, like, the hotel, you can just drink in the hotel if you want. So yeah. I guess it's never a problem to them. But there are, you know, times when they're out and about just, like, getting wasted at clubs. And it's not explained how they were able to get in. So yeah, It's just a different world for them. Also, the, speaking of doobies oh, yeah. earlier, we talked about for a little while. A little while um, you did. Like bongs and whatnot. Yeah. It, I think there's a lot of Chuck smoking weed in this episode. Was there two times? Um, definitely one. Definitely at least one time. And then there was a cut to a group of people smoking weed. I don't. A bunch. There I was like was a bunch Chuck of Chuck doing it. No, I think it was just like a bunch of Chuck lookalikes all on a bench together. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Nate. Speaking of Chuck, while Nate and Blair are making out in the courtyard, Chuck is in his Joe Goldberg cosplay, just kind of watching them and stalking them like behind a wall. <laughs> And Nate, Nate asks Blair to come with him on a date to visit his dad in rehab. Um, and Blair, you know, Blair thinks it's the most romantic thing in the world. She's like, oh, man, you used to never need me for anything. And now you're leaning on me. This is now this is so, so good. For, this is so good How for sexy. us. Can I, We're can so going like, to work out this time. Can I tell you guys a horror, like such a, a bummer of a story, but it I, is so Blair of me? Because I have to say out of. Everybody on the show, I relate to Blair the most, um, except for not being fashionable and not being rich. Um, but <laughs> when I was in high school, I was seeing a guy who like didn't really like me back all that much. Um, but I spent a lot of time with him, and I was probably just convenient. And one of the things I did is I went to a family member's funeral with him, and that's what this oh reminded my gosh. me of. That sounds nice. <laughs> was like. I'll, yeah, I'll I'll go to the funeral with you. Like I'll go to the I'll go to rehab with you. That sounds great. Yeah. That sounds like <laughs> really uh, anything for you. Yeah, and we're really. That's funny. We're, we're together in this. When he says world. this, he says it really sexually too. And he asks her to go to come with him to see his dad in rehab. He's like, <laughs> "You need to come visit my dad in rehab." And it was like super Listen, sensual. It's because uh, it's because Nate doesn't have a, a ton dude. to do in this episode, so Chase Crawford just has to make make the most of what Riss, he's got. Sex it up. He's he's making some choices. <laughs> has Nate bored you to death yet, Naomi? Oh, he's he's so boring, and it's like it's such a shame because Chase Crawford is so funny. Like, when if anyone hasn't seen the boys, like DM me when you watch it because he is like so good at playing like 
sort of a himbo, and he's playing a himbo in this. I show, could definitely see that. But there's no uh-huh. creativity to it, and there's no like humor in it. Whereas in the boys, like they know that he's a dickhead, um, and he, he's got a great arc on that show so far. And like I, I love him because uh, he he plays basically like an Aquaman ripoff. So like, okay, he's, okay, he's like supposed to be one of the. You know, obviously the boys is about like superheroes, but really the superheroes are bad because they are treated like celebrities and so they do whatever they want. Um, and part of the bit is that he's like in the Avengers, but he's useless because all he has is like fish powers and that's not helpful at all. Um, okay. And he's he's very very funny. Um, and he has like he literally has gills in the show. It's so it's so gross. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I agree in this. He's not really endearing or funny enough to really pull off himbo he's just dumb and like also a sad sack sometimes and they don't really know what to do with him besides the family stuff right now so hope hopefully they find something for his storyline moving I know. forward just give, give him like yeah, right. uh, give him like a, a fight with blair that isn't him like immediately going back with his tail tucked between his legs being like, oh, yeah sorry. exactly just give him something yeah i think it's just like they're like oh we gotta keep this hot guy on for the teen show you know hey there's plenty of hoping we figure out what to do with him yeah the more the better i guess though yeah probably um so yeah jenny and dan go back to the loft dan you know starts off all dramatic but then reveals to rufus that he will not be a grandfather um obviously we know that rufus is is the resident dilf of the show but unfortunately he's not going to be a gilf um would would he be the first gilf on a tv show are there are there any famous gilfs out there that i don't know I don't know. Was the dad I definitely didn't secret- like his cheering on this this section. It's kind of awkward. Yeah, that was like... Weird, like, literally, like, yes. Like, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah that, was, that was weird. <laughs> I was going to say, was the dad on The Secret Life of the American Teenager hot? Because that might work. But otherwise, I don't True, know. True. I haven't seen that, so I, I can't speak to it. But, yeah, it's definitely got to be something where it's a, you know, a very, very young grandfather situation. Um. We're going to have some family therapy time as, as Dan tells his dad and sister that he told Serena he loves her, but she thought he was only saying it because, you know, he thought she was pregnant, which is a fair assumption, I think, because the timing's definitely suspicious, and he really only had the thought after he did think she was pregnant, so. Um, anyway, are you, are you, I know you hate Serena, but are you rooting for Dan and Serena's love story here? I actually am. I actually find their relationship to be one of the brighter spots of the show. I think I really liked the oh. first couple episodes that they were in together. But there's this weird, like, they, what I didn't like was when, um, when you know, Taylor Momsen's character, or Jenny, I, I, I have this terrible problem where, to me, all, all characters are just the actors' names. Um, I am very uh-huh. bad with that as well, usually. So but when Jenny is like, oh, my brother, but, like, he never talks to her, I, I found that part really weird, and I'm glad we got over it very quickly. I, I like the Dan yes. and Serena relationship. I like that they are improving each other and helping each other grow as people. Um, and I think that it's, it's it's a very fun relationship to observe. I like it too. It usually doesn't I like- happen. I feel like usually it can get old quickly. Like, all right, they're together. Usually the chase is like the really fun part, but they're doing right. a good job of making this interesting enough. Yeah, or, or they're just like in a romance and they love each other and blah, blah, blah. Like what I do, I do have to commend like the writing staff here is that they, they're always helping each other sort of come out of their shell or learn something new or yeah. be a little bit better versions of themselves. Yes. Right. We are a Not pro so Dan and Serena just, uh, relationship yeah. podcast. Very nice. So, and Jenny is also pro Dan and Serena relationship because she doesn't want Dan to give up that easily. And she takes this opportunity to absolutely murder her own father when she's like, why are you taking his advice? He's old and alone, which was 
probably my favorite line of the episode. There's not a lot of laugh out lines in this episode, but for whatever reason, I just love when people shit on Rufus and it's usually Lily that does it. So I, I was very happy to hear uh, Jenny take a dig at her father for no reason. It did. Jenny was ruthless in this whole episode. She was. And Lily's nowhere to be found this episode, unfortunately. Like, what is her reaction when... I? You'd, you'd have to assume that she had heard that Serena was picking up a pregnancy test, but we don't get her at all in this episode, so we don't know how she feels about it. Yeah, it would have been great to have, like, her mom just be like, you know, I thought about aborting you. And it's like, Mom, I'm not pregnant. Like, we just... I want <laughs> I think she would have cared. Mother, like, yeah, I think much like last week... When Serena almost got expelled, That's and what I was Lily was just like, too, yeah. oh, please, please don't tell me you're getting expelled. She'd just be like, Serena, please don't tell me you're pregnant. I don't have time for this. Yeah. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> um, <laughs> Serena comes to talk to Blair. Blair. Blair seems kind of annoyed that she's here. She's like, guess who asked me to visit the captain with him? And Serena's just like, oh, I don't, I don't know, Nate. Which, is, which also did get a laugh <laughs> at me because pretty, pretty easy guess who there. And... Um, Ser- Serena says she's gonna, she's not gonna give up, you know, trying to burst Blair's happy bubble, but then immediately gives up when Blair says she's sorry she hasn't been on the pill since she was 15, like Serena. And yeah, that was good. I don't know. I, I think Blair should probably just take the test now that she has it, but what do I know? Blair just wants to keep li- living in her fantasy land. Yeah, I thought oh, that was a, one of the best jokes of the episode. I don't know if that was the joke of the episode or not, but it was a good little. Ooh. snippy comeback it was definitely a little crude which made me feel sad for serena because she did not deserve <laughs> that um but very funny yeah, it's just like it's very it was she's just very herself i wish she got to snap back with like uh like, it was for weight loss or you know, like just some I, <laughs> yeah, yeah a little improv thing going yeah yeah just like, it was for my I cramps but she wouldn't have acne yeah was, so i don't know what um, it would be for she's too perfect so Dan wants to tell Serena that he loves her, so he sets up this weird spaghetti date in the loft. And Brendan, I have to comment that the candles are back, and so fucking many of them again. Like, are you kidding me? These, these guys, oh these God. Humphrey guys, seriously have one these move, and it's up. candles, and I hate it. Jesus Christ! Because something's gonna go on fire one of these days. I cannot stand all. I, there better the be an episode where, that... yeah, there better be like a, a "This Is Us" type episode where there's like a big fire <laughs> and somebody dies. I mean. Then I will go back and I will forgive them. I will say it's beautiful foreshadowing because literally every single <laughs> episode they're lighting. I, I was a just complaining candles. about candles today. I, I told my what? friend Chris that he has to cut it out with the fucking candles. Like I, I jokingly said, like, "Oh, you guys could really use more candles." And he's like, "I know, right?" I was like, "No, I mean, like, you have too fucking many." I wasn't saying get more. I was joking. Stop <laughs> well, it. It's an anti candle, an anti candle podcast officially. <laughs> and then yeah, I I got um I got a little mad at my boyfriend the other day because he was like burning like a fancy candle of mine, and I was like, "This is not a special occasion. Like, put that back." But like, I only want put like that shit back. He, he started like burning like three candles he's like yeah let's just light them all no, up no. Like, God. what's wrong with you put those away he and dan would get along yeah um also that's not even enough for dan <laughs> no no definitely not so also jenny just waltzes in on the date which what was dan thinking having his big romantic date at his house while his sister was there jenny's kind of funny in this scene just getting ju- juice and like listening in on them um so dan dan sits back down tries to communicate with serena um, but he's, I, I'd say he's speaking in riddles, but that would be insulting to riddles because what he's saying makes absolutely no sense. And <laughs> that's when Serena confesses the pregnancy test was never for her. It was for Blair. And, and thank God for the sake of the plot, Dan decided to have his date with Jenny at home because, uh, Jenny just starts creeping towards the door with one, one she of her headphones out. Jenny. 
No, well, oh, no, 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 now we're talking. I thank God he's having his date with Jenny home. So what I mean is he's having his date with Serena, but at the same time that Jenny is at home because Jenny's just going to thank God they're fun exploring this love connection between siblings. Listen, that's the whole show. But yeah, Jenny just starts listening in and learn learn some snooping tricks from her old friend Vanessa probably because she's just, she's just going to stand there and listen and these people are idiots just thinking that like Dan has mentioned that the walls are thin he knows that this is yeah. a very real possibility that Jenny could overhear what they're saying and at, at no point is he like oh Serena maybe you should you know stop talking about this right here and it's very funny it's very like younger sibling of her to just be like listening at the door of course that's what little siblings do as as, as, Eric, as Eric says later on. yes yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's just a stupid move in general. Like, they, they know Jenny is literally right in the other Come room. Come on. Um, yeah. So basically, Dan thinks Chuck deserves to know. Serena thinks Chuck, Chuck might be able to convince Blair to take the test. She just wants what's best for Blair. And then Jenny goes back to ignoring their date now that now that she has her scoop. And unfortunately... Scoop? Now, now we have to go to Rufus at the art gallery. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Here, and... Let's, let's... My my note is why the fuck do these women want to fuck a guy named Rufus so badly? <laughs> Listen, and I'm just like like I would fuck him. These women, yeah, but these women don't know him. Well, I guess Bex kind of knows him, but okay. So this original woman, Bryn, is just throwing herself yeah, at the gallery. G- gives him her so number. So strange. And then our favorite art dealer Bex is back, and Be- Bex wants some more art, but she's really here to also throw herself at Rufus. Like, what is happening? Did they get like a Gossip Girl blast that Rufus has finally given up on Lily? Because I, I why know. is all this? Why two like, at the same time? I like, if only it, if only it were this easy that people are literally just walking into his art gallery to throw themselves at him. The only two, the only two people that were in there were to <laughs> try and get in his pants. Like, and why? I don't. And th- th- then she comes back later on and says like she came in on a dare. Like. Is that better somehow? Yeah, that, I, don't, I didn't understand that at all. That's so much weirder. That's when you're like, oh, me and my friends are like, me and my female friends are like really quirky, and then like it's like, like because you're so old, how crazy would it be that I dated you? Yeah, <laughs> <Because that's nice. laughs> there's there's so much wrong with this story. It's just so dumb, <laughs> so weird. But so uh, after this, Serena Serena visits Chuck. Another contender for the line of the episode is when she says, hey, Chuck, and he goes, please call me brother. That was the one. <laughs> we'll never not that was be joke fun. of the episode. <laughs> we'll never not be funny. <laughs> Chuck insisting that, that he, he gets I almost gave Chuck another MVP just for that entrance alone. <laughs> um, Naomi, I guess we should also get your thoughts on Chuck Bass real quickly while we're here. Um. So I, I okay, I can get why people would like Chuck. I find Chuck incredibly unlikable at the moment. He's almost like a Barney Stinson to me, where mm-hmm. the more like, rapey. I sh- like I should like. And that's him, tough to do. But <laughs> but like I don't, and I get that he's probably like comedic relief. But like I really didn't like the way that they set him up in the early episodes of like you know. It's so to- bad from the get go. They yeah. yeah they start off by making him irredeemable, taking so a big big hole. Because I yeah because I I've when i first watched i watched it and i was like everyone loves chuck like i hate this guy he's the worst he sucks but then of course by the end he was going to inevitably win me over but then every time you go back and watch the first episode it's like Ugh, it gets harder and oh, harder to... i forgot this is where he begins yeah like this yeah. is where he starts and like they if they were gonna make him into like some kind of rootable character then maybe the first episode at least should have gone differently but 
I mean, at this point, I still wasn't as much of a Chuck fan. Like he has lines that do make me laugh, but I, I don't, I still don't even think we've gotten into the the peak Chuck Bass era where, uh, yeah, where the people are gonna start going great, crazy though. for him. The, oh yeah, the, the, right. The oh, performance yeah. is great, and it's like it's like a great. He's doing book. the job well. The voice is so funny. I do think that what Chuck Bass mm-hmm. needs at, at all times is to like be humbled, basically, and like then then this is an interesting episode where he was humbled a couple episodes ago. Um, I did see the highlight reel where he was left out in the cold in his undies. Um, <laughs> and then now he's got the power back because Blair thinks that he's lower status than her, but actually the tables have shifted. I did really like this part of the story and this episode. I think it's a good uh, way to show that Blair is really at her lowest is because Chuck Bass is doing better than she is at the yeah. moment. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. And I also have to say that like Chuck living in the hotel is... you. Okay, I can't tell if Chuck living at the hotel is meant to be intentionally like, oh, he's so cool, he lives at a hotel, or if it's meant to be like, this motherfucker doesn't even have a home, nobody likes him, nobody will let him live in their apartment, where are his parents, he's alone and very lonely. Yeah, Aww, I think I feel yeah. bad for Chuck. I like him. <laughs> I think now. It works, well, we know Brendan that you are a big, a, a huge even Chuck Bass fan so far. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Chuckster. Um, this is when Serena spills the bean to Chuck. Uh, about what's about how it's Blair's, but Chuck lets us know that he always handles his business and he uses condoms, and then he he does some bean spilling of his own and tells Serena that you know Blair also slept with Nate, so maybe she should be asking uh, Nate what's going on here. And I I guess I forgot that Serena didn't know this. It's hard to keep track of. Who I know knows what it is exactly. hard to keep track. Like I, I forgot at first that this was supposed to be a reveal to Serena. Like that, who knows what and who does not. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, now uh, Serena definitely knows. So now. You know, another thing to potentially fight with Blair about. Uh, Dan and Rufus, in, in in the early morning now, Rufus wants to know how Dan and Jenny would feel if he went on a, on a date, you know, with a woman, as he flags up. And Not another guy. I mean, that's what he made it seem like the whole time, like, with a woman. He's like, w- w- I'm going to go I would out, never I'm dare go out, go out with a guy. He's <laughs> like, I would go, I'm going to go out and get, a, get drinks a little later. And just so you guys know, not with a friend, but, you know, with, with a woman. And... <laughs> <laughs> People people really don't like Rufus's shirt here. Like, both of his kids make fun of it. And I did not have a problem with the shirt. It's so I fine. guess I, no. I don't know. Does that say more about me than it does about anything no, I, else? I, I it, was, it was a stupid gag because, like, if you're going to go with that joke, then give him, like, a really funny – give him, like, a right. Hawaiian shirt. Like, for this, that, is the shir- this is the shirt that's supposed to be, like, the thing that right. people are like, oh, you can't you wear gotta that You got to go big. Right. <laughs> yeah. I Look, I didn't love this shirt, but I what I really didn't love is that, like, this is a grown-ass man with a kid – like, two kids in high school – like, if my parents were going out to a bar and they were, he was going to go meet some lady, I don't want to know about it. Like, just say you're going out True. for drinks. You sh- I'm sure that he has, like, friends that he would go out with from time to time. He's, like, in a rock band. Right. Like, he was in a rock band. He's an art dealer. Like, I'm sure he's out and about all the time. You can time. just go out. Dan, yeah. Jenny, gather around. Listen, kids. So it turns out two women want to fuck me. And uh, I am going out to drinks <laughs> with one of them, and I just want to know how you guys feel about it. This Are is you a, reading from the script right now? Yeah, this is a very different How I Met Your Mother. Is this the How I Met Your Dad? <laughs> yeah. Kids? <laughs> it all happened in, on the Upper East Side in 2007. <laughs> um, so the, now Serena's going to come back to Blair's, and we have another Dorota sighting until Blair, of course, dismisses her. Brendan, any opinions on Dorota yet? I'm so I'm getting bits and pieces of this woman. Like I, I, every little bit, she I feel like she said half a word this episode. Like, yeah, oh, I that feel was like something. she's been so overhyped at this point that you, you're never gonna. She really has. You're never gonna. Because like, this is the episode her. where I got a lot from the minions, and I got like yes. a half a sentence from her. Yeah, to get 
uh, Dorota away. Serena tells Blair that the weather outside is clear blue easy, which is a reference that went way over my head. Oh, you didn't realize I did, I that would this never is literally what she was like completely hinting at? Like, I thought no, this was Nicole terrible. had to enlighten me. I thought this was terrible. I yeah. thought this was like so hack and like goofy. And like, if I'm there, if I'm the, like the mom or like if I'm anyone listening to this conversation, I'm like, so I'm sorry, is somebody pregnant? I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> like, no, yeah. I, I would have never known. Obviously, when she said it, I flagged it up as something that was not a natural thing to say, but I did not know what it was. So <laughs> I didn't can, know what. I consulted my own version of Nicole in Google to tell me what Serena was talking about. Um, yeah. So we're, we're going to get another a classic Blair-Serena argument, which they which they tend to do sometimes. Basically, Serena's mad that Blair didn't tell her about Nate, but Blair's mad that she talked to Chuck. Um, we, we don't really need to... take sides here as as with both as with most of the arguments they're both kind of right and they're both kind of wrong like i I don't know but also at the same time i'm always on serena's side and i'm always on blair's side she's always always right i think i like i like blair for that the fact that she brings up these arguments because she is doing the things wrong and like Mm -hmm. actually gives you some tv to watch but if blair Blair was a real person i would definitely not be on her side but she's like entertaining and a great character but maybe serena's like i would be her friend yeah, well, like maybe Serena's overstepping here by talking to Chuck, but also Serena's right that she she did Blair a huge favor by getting the pregnancy test and is taking like all of facing all the repercussions for it, and now oh, like yeah. Blair's just <laughs> right. treating her like shit for the rest she's, of yeah, the she, episode. Exactly, she's an inc- she's an incredible friend all episode long, Serena. So I'm like, <laughs> she's she's just she rocks. And she yeah. was an MVP. You know, we'll do what we did last episode. She's an MVP contender to this point oh, okay. until uh, events later on. And and as is the theme in this episode, they don't do a good uh, job of you know, inspecting who's in the room because Eleanor is right there and hears them talking. And so Serena's going to storm out. Eleanor's going to, you know, try to have a mother daughter and asks what's wrong. And this is when Eleanor mentions that uh, maybe they were arguing about Blair's condition returning. And I did say that this never comes up again, but I guess I, know. I, I, guess I forgot about this because I, I don't, I don't really know why it was brought up. I mean, it is kind of mentioned in passing anyway, though. Yeah, it's definitely mentioned. It's, and I, it's I, not a plot point. What, I think maybe, I don't know. I, I think they might, have brought it up because they're trying to make us think that Blair was like throwing up to make us to make us yeah to make us think she's pregnant and not that her her eating disorder is back because otherwise it's just really weird that they just bring it back for this one line right 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 yeah that that, that's all it really comes back for is just to mention the the throwing up in the bathroom Naomi you did not even watch the Thanksgiving episode so you did not even know what uh Eleanor was referring to maybe Nope, no idea. I'm living in ignorant bliss. No <laughs> <laughs> That was my first college dorm, Bliss yes, Hall. I, saw, oh, okay. I lived in Bliss. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, my God, Matt, we haven't even talked about this. I um, completely forgot about that until... So, <laughs> until... Uh, so, Brendan, Matt and I were at the bar watching Survivor the other week. Um, I am also a, a very notable SUNY New Paltz alumni. Alumnus. Oh, my goodness. Um, actually, I can't believe I completely I forgot. I didn't graduate. I transferred after two years, but I uh, I did go there. <laughs> I, <laughs> that counts. That, that counts. Wow. So I, you knew you know what I'm talking about when I say Bliss Hall. That's that's it. incredible. I actually, I live in Capen, but I live um, wow. Live in Shanga, or uh, you know, it's what it is. You know, yeah. Th- thank God you're here because usually that would be a joke that Brendan makes and no one gives a shit, and then we have to awkwardly <laughs> move on. But <laughs> Brendan completely well, lucked out; did not know that you went to New Paltz. No, just... that, I, I nailed know. it. That was also so funny because I like heard that I was like, "Oh yeah, Bliss Hall." That I was like, "Wait a minute, wait, we totally like, wait talked about talking about this." Yeah, <laughs> we don't have time to go further into this, but that, what a what a I'm so glad I have a new friend now. 
New, new Newblot's friend. Wow, that's great. So so happy yeah. for the both of you. <laughs> um, wow. Blair, Blair takes the test. She commands herself not to be pregnant, which is a strategy I love because, you know, I guess it, it, it worked out. And she calls Serena to apologize, explains why she didn't tell Serena about Nate, you know, didn't want Serena to be so judgy. Serena immediately accepts the apology, which, you know, is faster than Blair says she would have accepted it. And... You know that's pretty much it. Blair Blair tells Serena she's not pregnant, and S- Serena literally screams, and the and the random extra walking the street has a hilarious reaction at Serena screaming. And now that no one's pregnant, they can have a clean slate. So, you know what seems to be a happy ending. Seemingly. Oh. But not for long. No, no, no. This is when uh, Blair Blair tells Chuck now that she isn't pregnant, and uh, I mean I feel like Chuck really moved backwards in this episode. We mentioned how he starts off. Uh, very negatively and then I know. he's kind of been creeping up you know in our in our uh in our hearts maybe and he enters the episode with the the brother comment like oh, you know <laughs> yes. chuck's really on his way up in my list here yeah but now he's like creepily like touching blair she's trying to get rid of yeah, him come on she's blair tries to get the power back by once again calling chuck's bluff but it seems like she may have gone too hard here because you can't just bruise chuck's ego like that and get away with it because we see yeah, he starts furiously texting. Yeah, we yeah, he starts furiously texting Gossip Girl. S not pregnant, covering for Blair. Same Blair whose sheets were rumpled by two guys in one week. <laughs> yeah, he, oh my god. Those those thumbs are moving rapid fire. <laughs> yeah, especially for a phone that I I, I don't think the uh, modern keyboards were in effect yet. Yeah, I think he had that, that kind of That was definitely like the the T9 or whatever it was called. Yes, yes, exactly. Addictive. Well, what I love about yeah. Chuck is that he texts exactly like a Chuck would expect. Like, like, he texts, like, uh, you know, a high school boy who thinks he's really smart. It's like, oh, this this harlot spent the night in one bed and then the traverse to another. And you're like, what yes. is he saying? And he literally, he literally <laughs> gives speak. no fucks and has no shame here. This person that apparently had feelings for Blair is now just going to, you know, put her life on blast and not care about the repercussions. So, no. now... Dan's going to try again to tell Serena that he loves her and they're on another date, I guess this is. It's like a picnic in the middle of winter, so I don't know what, like, I I guess that's fun and romantic. It's like a picnic in the middle of winter, but it's also like a picnic in, like, the middle of Central Park, but not even (laughs) a good spot. Like, Like, it's just, like, kind of in the middle of everybody. Um, Yeah. Like, ugh, so weird. And obviously the the wind's going to blow her lit paper away. And yeah, that's what that's what happens when you're having your big date outside. And Dan Dan doesn't even get up to help, so that this is on him because some okay, some yeah. random guy picks it up for her, and she says, "Thank you, I love you." Much to Dan's yeah, chagrin. that's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. <laughs> that was papers. that was one of my that was probably my favorite moment of the episode is her saying, "I love you." And Dan, and Dan just like the Kill Bill sirens playing in his head. Like, like, uh, what do I do now? <laughs> do, uh, do Brendan? Do you think that guy has taken this to heart and is now falling in love with Serena? Do you think we're setting up another love triangle here? <laughs> I, I think they should have gone a step further, and he should have gone. I love you too. They should have, he should have dipped her and kissed her, <laughs> and then just walked away. Yeah, that's it. Now that I think about it, it's kind of weird that no one has really tried to date Serena or anything since Dan's been in the picture. Unless I'm forgetting something. I not that's it. It's been him and her since, I, think since as, I've been here. You'd think as the it girl, like someone. People would be trying to like break them up and be like, "Why right, are you like, wasting? Oh, yeah, why are you wasting your time with Dan? Like, it's not like everyone respects Dan that, too much yeah, to, to I, try yeah, to yeah, steal right. his they, girl." They should have been a, a plot point. That's interesting. I didn't thought. I haven't thought about that. Yeah, um, I, I think I I agree with you. Like that. That's a weird like sort of misstep. But I also like. I think maybe I would have liked more 
um, what what Nate brings in, but with other people of like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to tempt you away from him, and it's like, no, I actually really like him. Like, this is a, a cool person. Like, when we see relationships that are able to withstand other people, you almost are more invested in them. Like, mm-hmm. and and I wish that was uh, that was shown more. I think it's partially like maybe like Gagan, you were saying how the creator of the show uh, kind of writes himself after Dan or he mm-hmm. is Dan essentially. And maybe he just thinks super highly of himself in his own <laughs> life growing up and is like, oh, when I was in school, I was dating the it girl. So that's how everyone's going to see this show. <laughs> yes. Um, what do you guys think about picnics as a date? I, I don't go on them too often, but I think I'd hate them. Never done it. Never. Yeah, terrible idea. Think, okay, I've, Bugs, I've ants, uncomfortable. And, and like, I need, I need a seat. Yeah. Your legs always fall asleep. Like, there's no... Mm. There's oh, nothing. yeah, that's bad. I famously can't sit Indian style for a long time. I, I can sit Indian style for maybe 30 seconds, then my legs start to go numb. Um, I should also think of a new name for that also. As I'm saying it, I should probably call it something else. I mean, I guess Chris you could Cro- just say cross-legged. It's crisscross. Yeah, guys, 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 it's crisscross applesauce. Yeah. No, that's okay, how you thanks. juggle. What? No. <laughs> that's true. Gagan is a great juggler. I am. Well, not great. I can just juggle. I can't do any like tricks or anything. That's great to me. Anyway, Dan Dan chickens out again because <laughs> that that random guy ruined it for him. Um, so, Gossip Girl sends out the blast. We see Nate reading it. It looks like we may finally get some good drama here. Um, Brendan, no no event of the week. We didn't really have a party. We just have all this drama. I was going to say that early on. I was like, maybe I'm missing something. So I'll hold nah, off yeah. until we get la- like further in. We just have we just have. There's too much drama. We don't have time there's for a, a party lot of chaos. right now. Yeah. Um, the, the minions. There's a lot of the stairs. Maybe the stairs in general are the event of the week. Just like <laughs> yes. so many people on stairs walking up and down them, the, texting. The, the minions are going to show Jenny the Gossip Girl blast, and I feel like Jenny has like a really good social game because all the minions seem to genuinely like her. Like when Blair dismissed her before, Penelope was like, "Wait, Jenny," and then Blair was like, "Oh no, 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 she'll be back." It seems like I don't know what we haven't really seen any one-on-one scenes between Jenny and people that aren't Blair in this group, but she seems to be doing a pretty good job with them. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I like you mentioned this earlier in the, the series of, of Lonely Boys, but like, I feel like she's playing a great survivor game. This, she's this got, she's got that social game down. Yeah. Um, I this is why I really like Jenny. Like, I think that she's a great like. I was about to say player, literally, because I did a, <laughs> a Big Brother podcast earlier today. Um, what I like about Jenny is that she is both kind and cool like she actually mm-hmm. uh and especially taylor momson this role has the charisma that i think that blake lively could get a lesson from um and i think that she's really good at alternating between um being influential and being laid back um and and actually th- there's a part of this where it's like b- basically she is cooler than blair in a lot of ways it's very impressive that she gets everybody to basically switch alliances so quickly like yeah she i mean not she really to get that yeah. I know. Within one with one move. Yeah, we'll get into that, but it was it was very impressive. Um so Blair Blair just had the high of not being pregnant and now already she has to come crashing down because everyone knows her business. So poor poor Blair here. But luckily for her, at least right now, Nate assumes it's a lie uh, until Jenny is right there to set him straight. Um I, and I feel like because uh, we see it where where Jenny's like, Oh yeah, good thing it's not true and then Nate like kind of realizes she's uh not saying everything and kind of pushes her, but I feel like Jenny obviously would have told Nate, even if like Nate wasn't, you know, repeatedly asking her to. That's very fair. 
Yeah, because I, I don't know. Because it seems like Jenny at first wasn't going to tell him, and then she did. But I feel like, I mean, we, we see Jenny repeatedly say, like, I have no loyalty to Blair. And she actually does have somewhat of a friendship with Nate. So I think she would have felt bad not telling Nate. Well, I think this, so, because we, we've they've seen this relationship been building up for a little while, too, now. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's what I also think is, like, great about the Taylor storyline, is that <laughs> the Taylor Momsen storyline, is that she is uh, building her empire, and so it's much more interesting she to is. see her becoming sort of a queen, and, like, that's part of it. She's thinking, should I say this? And, you know, she's right. very aware of the consequences, she's... and she's just thinking about whether or not she should do it. And, and she yep. makes that choice, and it's like, it's cool to watch her make right. these choices. And yeah. making these calculating I... choices and deciding, like, oh, who should, who's my allegiance to? And I think part of it is also befriending Nate a little bit. I, and I can't tell if she has uh, sort of an attraction to him. They, they haven't really de- dove into that too much, and it seems like maybe they do, but she also seems so young compared to him at this point, even though it's probably just like a two-year gap. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know well, if that'll be a thing that... later on. It's because that Chase Crawford is 22 playing 16 and Taylor Momsen is 14 playing 14. Yeah. I think that's probably... So in the show, it's only two years, but yeah. in real life, it's you know an eight-year difference. Like Taylor Momsen's actually playing her age, whereas Chase Crawford's playing much younger. Right. But part of me thinks like maybe she has a... Like, oh, you know what? I, I think a lot of it obviously is like she's a smart girl and she knows like if she says this, this could fuck over Blair who's been treating her like shit for a while. But also maybe like, oh, Nate's cute and I'll... I'll give him some information because i like him yeah, yeah. I, I love whenever we're going into like um jenny's point of view here i i told you brendan after the after the first few episodes where i was given mvps to jenny left and right i was like is this is this jenny humphrey show like we've been thinking that this is like the serena and blair show but is, is this jenny's story to tell because it we it seems much more interesting if we're if we're looking at things it from is. her point of view she's the most interesting character so far well, I, and blair is too but like she's got some growth mm-hmm. and Again, I think I would literally point to like Mean Girls and be like, "Why is Mean Girls so successful?" It's like because it's not about Regina George more than it's about Katie Heron. Like, that's, that's true, right? That's what you get. <laughs> and as as a result of Jenny, Nate is gonna attack Chuck. Um, we've we've finally gotten the confrontation we've been waiting six episodes for. They they really know how to keep us waiting because Chuck. Chuck and Blair have sex in episode seven, and Nate has not found out. I feel like normally we get a resolution in one or two episodes, but I've we've been we've been waiting for a while. We finally have it now. Not only does Nate know, but the whole you know the whole high school knows. And Chuck defends himself by saying that Blair was just throwing herself at him, and Nate just kept throwing her back. So of course, you know he needed to be there for her. And Nate wants nothing to do with Chuck anymore. I feel like. Chuck really should have thought this through a little more. Like, this was obviously going to be a real yeah. possibility. <laughs> but I guess for him, maybe screwing over Blair was more important. But did he think that Nate was just going to be cool with this? I don't know. I, I think, like you said, he should have known. I think he was so blinded by his anger for being bested at the time. He's like, I got I to gotta fuck over Blair more than she fucked over me. And let's, like, let's see what, this ha- what happens here. And maybe I can kind of put the pieces back together later. And... It didn't work out. Yeah, I think there you know? is there is a world, like, a few weeks ago when Nate and Blair aren't dating anymore, if this were to come out, and, like, Blair was still trying to get back with him and Nate was not interested at all, if this were to come out, that Nate would not be as bothered by this because... Yeah, the timing's bad. But Nate is back with Blair. They're going on their little rehab date and... He's in love with her for the be... first time ever. He actually likes her for the first time in like exactly. his whole life. Yeah, this is the first time in the show where he actually shows any kind of interest <laughs> towards Blair. And now it comes yeah. out that she has been sleeping with Chuck. So now, 
you know, I guess Chuck should have come clean a little earlier and maybe this wouldn't have happened. That's right. Well, I also like that when they're in this like fight, like Chuck says like something about like, I know we're best friends or he says like some really mm-hmm. rude line. And I'm just like, what kind of fucking best friend like says this and is like, this will this will work. Yeah, he's like, we've we, we've been best friends for all these years or something like that. Um, yeah. Who who do you guys who do you guys have uh, in a Nate versus Chuck fist fight? Who comes out on top in that? Mm, good question. I think maybe Nate because I think Chuck uh, has gotten punched by Dan pretty hard before and it didn't end well for him. Yeah. The yeah. Way I, I was gonna say the only thing I could see is that like if Nate doesn't have like the instinct to like kill, then like Chuck's gonna like definitely like sucker punch him. That's, That's true. true I, I'm still not convinced that Chuck has ever thrown a punch in his life, so I'd still take Nate. Um, he seems all bark, no bite. Yeah, Nate. Nate's gonna come home after the big fight, and Blair is just already in in his house. Um, oh, you know what sucks for Nate? He can't have his uh, little slumber parties at Chuck's hotel anymore now. Now that they're not friends, I think that's that's the biggest loss of the episode. Probably. That's what may, might make him crawl back to to Chucky boy. <laughs> yeah, because Chuck Chuck hates staying at home. He loves his little yeah, slumber he parties. Does. But uh, Blair thinks she can talk his way out of this. You know, the whole, you know, they were on a break. We were broken up. Um, Nate wants nothing to do with her either, though. You know, Nate just broke up with Chuck. Now he's breaking up with Blair. Um, Blair says that Chuck will do anything to break them up. But Nate's like, yeah, well, Jenny's the one that told me. So, and this is mm-hmm. also like, Nate, Nate's going to tell Blair not to take it out on Jenny because she, he, he would have found it anyway. But then why is he naming Jenny, like, by name, if he doesn't want Blair to get mad at her bringing up that Jenny is the one that told him is obviously going to make Blair want to ruin her life. Like this was just yeah, another, you, you see another her voice. Uh, she's just like, it was Jenny. And you could just see her brain saying like Jenny officially dead. To yeah, me. No one she is thinking, die. no one is thinking through anything here. Like obviously he should not brought up Jenny's name here. This is a, a lot of like, this is the best part of the episode by far is all these things happening at once. And everyone just making these emotional decisions. It's super entertaining. Oh, like I said, there's a lot of breakups. This episode, this whole friend group is just in yeah. disarray right now. I know. I know. This is great. Oh my God. They're and so here's messy. I, mentioned. I know. And this is when I mentioned, like, we have all of this happening. Everything, like, break up here, break up there, all this drama. And then we cut to, oh, great, we're back at the art gallery. <laughs> like, are you Like, I forgot this story was even episode, happening. Yeah. And now we just immediately cut back to it. And we have think, so oh, much which, good... Which one is this again? Which girl is this? So much, that he's talking no to one now. knows, not even Rufus. We have so much good drama going on with the teens. And now we have another boring Rufus story to get back to. And... Yeah, like like we were saying, the random woman says her friends dared her to ask him out. Bex shows up for the date. He confuses their their names, which I guess is easy to do because they both look alike, and their names are Bex and Bryn, not exactly biblical names. Um, and the the two women, they well, no, I think Bex gets mad and storms off, and now he's on a date with Bryn's. I. I I refuse to keep track of this. This is just it's so funny because I really just don't care about Rufus's dating life at all if Lily's not involved. No. I think part of this too is that the this scene must have co- like cost so little that maybe they just need like oh this this budget of this episode is like getting kind of high let's just have a like a whole plot with Rufus where we just shoot in this very vague this where he doesn't leave the art gallery art and studio. women yeah this scene just... with, the, with that the whole plot is just like him art gallery and two women that they probably paid like fifty yeah, bucks each for the day he's like the all right just working, keep coming in and talking he's the men. hardest working man in the art business he doesn't he never leaves that place. <laughs> I know, <laughs> and we only see him make one sale the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, such an ugly. That's what I. That's what I was also thinking. Because like clearly, this man like 
needs to do better to like be able to you know support his family because like that's a big ass apartment that's an ugly ass art gallery and like if it's his art gallery then he's gonna be paying renting uh, he's gonna be renting that studio space as well like he's got a lot going he's still on. selling all wow. of his ex-wife's he, he, uh, art yes. <laughs> mentioned again how special the piece was that bex brought um he is part of the ninth most forgotten band of the 90s or whatever it was so he's probably still that's got some right. leftover money from that so serena goes to talk to blair blair's pissed that she told jenny which i guess is a logical assumption to make i and that that that's probably what i would be thinking as well and serena's you know she didn't tell jenny but she did tell jen uh dan and serena says she can't believe that blair is attacking dan and jenny and i'm like really are you new to the show you you can't believe this this is kind of blair's whole thing that she attacks the humphreys serena again just being like very naive here yeah, and she has a low blow with like calling out their their class after that. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like I'm, I I was surprised and maybe it, it happens more. And I just haven't seen it like that. I'm surprised that more people don't like just openly judge Dan. Like this show tries to be like, oh, the Humphreys are poor, but then like they don't really show a lot of it. Like in the beginning, right? Jenny's sewing her own clothes and stuff like that. Yeah, but we're sort of starting to lose track of that. Like. Jenny just has fashionable clothes and she seems to be doing right. fine. True. And we don't really get any more of that content of, you know, like Dan could be like a little more unkempt, right? Like all this stuff mm-hmm. that would give him a little bit of like a class indication. Um, they really don't have it. And I think it's actually the show's detriment because that's like such yeah. a great plot point to eventually exploit, right? Like, yeah, it's true. Yeah. And they I have think part of it is maybe they have the uniforms too. Yeah. Well, they, um, that they helps, have... and also the hand-me-downs from Blair. But also weird that she gets her hand-me-downs when she hates it. Like she doesn't, she's not her <laughs> friend, as she says earlier on, but she yes. still gets her hand-me-downs. I don't know. It's a very weird relationship between Blair and Jenny. But they they have gone to that well a little in the beginning with the with Dan taking Serena out on the first date, which he couldn't afford. And there's also been a lot of Blair just you know attacking them and making fun of where they come from. But they have started to shy away from it a little. A little, I guess it's the more Dan and jenny kind of integrate themselves into that society the less uh-huh. it comes up but you know I'm, I'm sure some other stuff will will come up in in a few episodes uh, uh-huh. maybe maybe not maybe oh, not like a few like episodes a but like some somewhere down the line you know um serena admits to telling dan and that uh she told blair's secret just just some bad friends move all all around this episode people just telling everyone's secrets i, I don't know if anyone really has all that good of an episode as someone everyone just fucks up at at some point or another and blair and serena have another friend breakup unfortunately i hate to say it you hate to see it um and it seems, it seems like a pretty big one uh especially with how messy that we said this episode has been it just it's like oh this this is gonna be a tough one to recover from yeah she seems pretty done but I, uh now we get oh go on i was gonna say i laughed really hard when they have their big sort of fight like Serena just has to wait for the elevator. <laughs> yes, oh, I noticed yeah, that, that was too. good. She goes in, she's just like waiting for the elevator to come. <laughs> yeah, I was like, did they not have another like chance to cut? Like they could have just. Uh, that was what, that was funny. Like, I don't think they made, said, it was supposed to be. Like, yeah, she should have said something. Blake Lively should have like ad libbed like "damn elevator" or something like. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why did you um, leave on the penthouse? <laughs> <laughs> that was very good. Um, Jenny, Jenny's back at the steps of the Met, and the minions ask if Jenny's staying, and also tell Blair to leave. The minions are revolting. Jenny has somehow found her way to the top, like almost unintentionally. Like she, she told Nate 
about Blair, but I don't think she realized that it was going to be a swift rise to the top because of this. Because now, now all of a sudden, Penelope and Hazel are here. We just saw them last week, and they didn't even have any lines. But now it seems like they've catapulted themselves up to top minions over Katya and Isabel, as I was saying. The, the minion politics, very fascinating to me. And, it is. And now they Penelope also basically has the power to put Jenny in charge now instead of Blair. They all basically get together and tell Blair to get lost because she's too messy. And it's time for another Blair-Jenny standoff where Blair basically tells her, it is highly unlikely that I will ever forgive you for going to Nate, but if you walk away from me now, I will also ruin you. And Jenny... Yeah. Uh, and she's grasping at straws here, too. Yeah. She's desperate at that point. Jenny is not going to be afraid of that. You know, she's like, basically like, what are you going to do to me? What do you have left? You know, if only yeah. Blair was nicer in the beginning of the episode, this probably wouldn't even yeah. be happening. Because the, the only Absolutely. reason she tells is because she doesn't have any loyalty to Blair anymore. Yeah. Right. Jenny basically says, try me, bitch. And exactly. walks away. And is I that love the right that move? Like, her. We love analyzing Jenny's move as a social strategic player here on the Upper East Side. What should Jenny do here? Because for me, if Blair tells me she's going to ruin me, then... I, I know. Your bets a little bit. I, I don't know what her plan is, but I would believe her, and I would never want to make. Blair I know I would me. a little bit too. But, she is so cunning. I would. I would probably yeah. believe her. Like, but also, like, if your goal is to get to the top and it's open for you, why not just do it? I know, but Blair is definitely going home and like crafting some kind of plot to get back. Yeah, her eventually. I know. But also, Jenny's in like give no fuck mode when it comes to Blair, so right. I can yeah. see why. And you can also tell like that Blair might be bluffing too. She doesn't really have anything going for her. She's like, uh, I need somebody on my side to kind of stay relevant. Right, like, what, is, what does know. Jenny actually have? Like, what are the skeletons in Jenny's closet at this point? Like, she doesn't really have anything. She's got nothing, Blair yeah. She doesn't really know anything. It's just like, oh, you're at a lower class just, than I am. Yeah. And That's so get away for her to, to misstep. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's no there's no reason to target Jenny. She has nothing in at, at the moment to hide. And like, that's true. That's, you know, and that's, at first I really thought that Jenny was maybe going to be like, you know, okay, you can come sit with us. But instead, when she told her to fuck off, I was like, you know, oh. I was standing up, yeah. I was cheering, I was like, Jeff, so oh, wow. Torch. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and I and I love Blair, but I also love Jenny and I, I love a power shift and Great move. she may be underestimating Blair right now, but good for her. She's made it to the top as a freshman. This is this is unheard of. At the time too, I wasn't like necessarily sure she was officially on top. It seems weird for people that outclassed her. Yes. the day before to just shift her straight to a position like yeah, are they it, not are they too afraid to be in charge right. themselves or what's well, going they're on because they're minions they're not they're not because it does seem weird that none of like yeah when that penelope's not like okay blair's out now i get to be in i'm in charge now right you Everyone would think there'd be line. like a chain of commands here yeah as soon as blair's out she's like okay who's the new queen b okay here it is <laughs> right. it's little so jet funny. like i think penelope <laughs> is perfectly happy to just be main minion and hazel as well as just happy to be just somewhere near the top of the pecking order, but there's a lot of pressure when it comes to being queen. That's true. Yeah. The dominant personalities will always rise to the top. That's true. As, as they say. Unfortunately, we have to go back to Rufus for a little while uh, as he oh calls Bex to apologize. Is this the last one? Uh, second to last, I think. Uh, his apology doesn't doesn't even sound sincere. I don't know. He's just blaming being new. With, I don't know. Who cares? So back to Serena and Dan. Serena. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Serena confronts Dan She's mad that he told Jenny, and Dan claims he's innocent. Dan's handling this pretty pretty well for at like not being offended that Serena's blaming him. He just calmly tells her that uh, she can believe him because he gave her his word. And also, they again, they literally both know that Jenny was one room away with the thin walls. Someone put the pieces together. Why is it Eric, the one that has to say, yeah, Jenny probably overheard you and told them? Like, why is no one else right. thinking of this? Thanks. Thank you. Somebody's putting it like in, in layman's terms for her. No one. What can, a great appearance by him too. Yeah. No one can love seeing the, him. Yeah, that was good. Um, 
Dan does it again. He tells he tells her he loves her. The, the words that every girl wants to hear. I love you and not just because I thought you were pregnant. And, and right in the middle <laughs> of the school courtyard, everybody's most romantic <laughs> spot. Yeah. And Serena says, okay. But Dan <laughs> says, that response is not okay. <laughs> and walks away, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I guess you can't... That I was like, Dan, you're a little bitch. Like, yeah, I was gonna say you can't really police the way that someone responds to "I love you." Like, you can't just be like, "No, that answer's not good enough." I know. Sorry. Yeah, you know, it was, it was, yeah, episodes. Annoying. Like, chill the fuck. Out. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. life is just falling apart right now, and it's all because Serena was a good friend and picked up a pregnancy test at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> who who could have known? Who could have known? Uh, and here we get this scene of of sad Blair walking in the park, and um. I thought it was gonna. They were gonna do like flashbacks of all the good times she's had with like Nate and Chuck, and do it that way. But really, we just if we just, just do sex. She's scenes. just thinking about all the great fucks she's had lately. Just, <laughs> she, she's just reminiscing about all the good times she's had. Hey, man, those are her. such good fucks. We just flash back to the two sex scenes. I really thought it was gonna be like more sentimental than that. But oh no. <laughs> Oh my God. I, I was rolling. So sad and so horny. She's just trying to debate. Because like, they set up, it's such a sad scene, and then it's just. <laughs> They're just debating who would have been the better father. Like, I guess I could have fucked him for the yeah. rest of my life. Like, just really <laughs> right. about it. <laughs> and here's where you mentioned uh, Eric's doing the classic Nate move here, lounging on the couch, fully like dressed in nice clothes and listening to music. When Serena comes to talk about how she's such an ass, uh, Serena basically spills her guts to Eric, tells him about everything, also says she still might not believe Dan, that he loves her or whatever, and and that, you know, that he didn't tell Jenny. And Eric's just like, I don't know what you're talking about, but obviously Jenny overheard. Like, do you, do you know how many times I was listening to your conversations when you thought I wasn't? And finally, the light bulb <laughs> goes off in Serena's head. I mean, Which is? Also, like, it's been texted out, and it's like, at this point, it's like, it could be anybody, right? Like, she doesn't know who Blair is talking to. Like, she doesn't know if maybe Blair told a minion and a minion, like, ratted. Yeah, like, yeah. Why is she so insistent that it's Dan? There's got to be drama for drama's sake. Um, well, like, I guess they talk about how it's like their mother has really fucked them up or something like that. Yeah, they, they say how, um, <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're fucked up because every time someone says I love you to Lily, she would marry them. Um, All right. And Eric says they can break free from this pattern. Dan isn't one of those guys. Do either one of you know how many times Lily has been married? I I don't know if they've mentioned it no, yet. No, I wasn't sure if we're supposed in... to know or not. Okay. But I, I was guessing like around four. I can say that she has been married and divorced three times at this point. M- oh, Mr. Vanderwoodson was the third marriage. Oh. Okay, so she's been married. F- she goes through this marriage that she's currently on right now. It would be, if, it would be yes, four. if she does end up getting married to Bart Bass, this will be her fourth marriage. Okay. Wait, so so she's so if she marries wait, Mr. Vander Woodson was her third marriage? Yes. So is that the the dad to the two kids? Yes. So then why yeah. are they traumatized by her marrying people? If that's the third marriage, oh that's a good point. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. Oh, <laughs> does not make sense. You well, you cracked the the case here. Maybe it was maybe it was the second I thought he was the third. What Let's the hell? uh we are not going to do some live googling, but I will get I will get back well, to I will get back to you is, all next week. <laughs> this is all to say that like, huh. my my big kind of gripe with this scene is that like realistically, I think that this young high school girl would probably be more like I don't know if I'm ready to be in love, but instead she's like, isn't it pretty crazy how like 
mom has like fucked all these guys and like that fucked me up and it's like what and now i can't fuck guys yeah it's like what do you what do you mean like this is the most traumatic thing that's happened in your life like if the guys like didn't love your mom maybe that would be more scary but like they seem to do love her and do want to marry her yeah well i can't find the answer so let's just assume that he was actually the first husband because that makes a lot more sense um all right and then but yeah bart will be the fourth if they do go through with it and just for fun brendan what should the over under be for amount of marriages that lily will have by the end of the series end of the series yeah um, do you think she gets met ma- so with... she's at three right now let's uh, just place predict your bets, how- place your bets i think she'll be at i think it'll be under five but it'll be over three i think there's gonna be one more okay so you think she'll that have four like, marriages in total like four yeah. <laughs> Somewhere between three and five. Not going to say where. Um, not going to say where. Naomi, do you have the over or under four? Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say under. I think that she. This is like, and, and I'm not spoiled, so I don't know what happens. Like, I want to make that very clear when I make this guess that I bet is going to be 100 percent accurate. Um, I guarantee you that she's not going to go through with the marriage, and then she's going to think about marrying Rufus, and then that's going to fall through. And I think she just stays single. Wow. Um. William Vanderwoodson is Lily's first husband and the father of Eric and Serena Vanderwoodson. Oh, okay. Thank there God. we go. Okay. Now, okay, fine. They're, they're a little less, you know. All right. <laughs> we can all rest easy. <laughs> we can all rest easy now. Pew. Um, Case is solved. <laughs> uh, so, yes, they, they have this conversation. Eric, Eric says that Dan's not one of those guys. Serena ends the conversation because she says Eric is getting dangerously close to being smarter than she is. And, and to that I say, I, th- I think we're already there. I think Eric probably yeah. is. I was going to say the same. <laughs> I don't yeah. think we have Eric to worry about that. Eric has proved a lot this episode, huh? <laughs> I think the city is thinking the whole time. Um, and I do, I do love their brother-sister relationship here. They're Yeah, they're fun. They're very... Both of Andrew Woodson's and, and uh, the Humphreys are, f- are a fun family. Yeah. And siblings. And you know, yeah. Eric and Serena both for being like so rich. Like they're billionaires. They, uh, they're, they're both kinder than than you'd think yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're the actor who plays eric is, is is very talented i like him a lot he's good at, at i love role. him and yeah eric really doesn't get involved in like the drama at all we have not seen no. him have any scandals or anything he is just very very down to earth yeah cool guy so blair meets up with chuck now i don't know where I, they're just at like a random bar, I guess, or a restaurant. Oh, or something. I assume that it's at the like the hotel bar, but I guess that's true. Yeah, it seems like the hotel says. bar. Yeah, that was my <laughs> I, guess. I feel like we've never seen this place before. Um, she she comes to congratulate him in person for ruining her life. Blair thinks she has no one except for Chuck now, but Chuck's gonna let her know that she doesn't even have him, and he says some terrible things. And like, so harsh. That's the worst so, thing you could say to so, somebody. What? No one would ever want you. Oh my god, it was so mean. Like he has already Jesus ruined Christ. he's already ruined her life, but now he's breaking her heart and just being so unnecessarily cruel in the process. Like just like a simple I don't want anything to do with you probably would have sufficed. But I, right. I don't I don't have written down like all the stuff he says, but I was like, ooh, he this goes is, so deep into it. He it's really, really so mean. He, he like he's Yeah, he he's com- a little dickhead. So bad, and he ends it with something like, "I don't want uh, you," and I don't see how anyone else would want you either. Like, ugh. oh my god, we go from "Call Me Brother" line of the episode <laughs> all the way to this. And on top of it being mean, I feel like it's just so stupid. Like he has Blair, admittedly, in the palm of his hands right now, right. and he throws he, her even away. just like as a friend, just to have somebody to talk to. On the bright side, his sweater does look very comfortable. <laughs> Thank God, that's what that. I was thinking. I was like, that that looks kind of comfy. 
<laughs> he doesn't deserve that sweater. No. He no. <laughs> he was wearing a ridiculous turtleneck earlier in the episode. <laughs> I love <laughs> love Chuck's fashion choices. Nothing nothing's beaten his uh, basketball attire yet, but no, still nothing like yeah. So Blair comes home after the roughest day imaginable. She asks her mom to spend a semester in France, which is an interesting move because she does have this out like with her dad if she wants it because her dad lives in France. So at any time she can just go live with him, I guess. And she probably feels like her life can't get any worse right now. So running away does seem like a pretty decent option. And I guess she figures like it worked for Serena, so it'll probably work for her too. Right, which is which is kind of Serena's point uh, in the opposite direction. Yeah, so... Eleanor is skeptical at first, but Blair, you know, breaks down. Eleanor shows some sympathy for her and says that she can fly out tomorrow as Blair weeps and says thank you. And Eleanor just holds her, you know, since Thanksgiving, Eleanor has been pretty good with showing what compassion. A good mom. Yeah, right. I mean, anything pre Thanksgiving, Eleanor was terrible, but she's one been, of the worst. she's been pretty when when she's been there and not like out of the country. She's been pretty good to Blair lately. Yeah, she's having a, a heel turn for sure. I think the opposite of that. The opposite of that. That's what I meant. Like, I don't know what the opposite of heel turn is, I think, if that's a turn or not. I think face but... turn. I think... Face. Is that true? I think so. I, okay. I, I don't really hear people say face turn as much as heel turn, but I do think that face is the opposite of heel in this regard. Cool. Right. I'm glad I learned that today. So uh, Jenny and her new minions are discussing their plans uh, for the weekend or after school or something, but Jenny can't because, of course, she has to return books to a library. <laughs> <laughs> Again. For the fourth time this episode. How, first of all, how long could that take? I feel like that's a two-second process. And then secondly, like, how much is she reading? Stop going to the library. How are these... <laughs> like, I feel like you, you can send them in the next day. I don't, I don't know how libraries work. I just but... knocked out these three books last night. I got to bring these back. Head, head minion Penelope is like, oh, don't worry. Elise can do that for you. So oh, Penelope also like delegating for, for Jenny as well. She's. <laughs> I think this is like a 10 minute long scene with the most dramatic music ever. She's just, <laughs> the music Jenny's was so creepily so staring dramatic. for so long. I was like, is Elise going to end this scene by like murdering someone? Why are we like, <laughs> why are we slowly panning the camera towards her with this creepy music? Just for this Elise. Poor girl to... just like smiling awkwardly. Just for Elise to end up waving to her. <laughs> <laughs> and jenny's just like giving the, this weird stare yeah well jenny's trying to stay she's grounded like, at first she's like no no no, i can do I it know. But penelope says you know it doesn't matter if you can do it it's a matter of if you should have to and elise i guess who was on the uh you know towards the bottom of the minion hierarchy is like oh no i'm going any there anyway let me know if you need anything else and jenny jenny's never been you know more on top right now it the it's weird like like we said it's weird the minions aren't like mad that she kind of just took over but instead like yeah. thrusted her up there themselves but and I mean, Penel- knowing the trajectory of the path that she's on now this this young new girl this young minion if jenny's out then this girl's up next so so she's not too far off of like being queen bee this new character here <laughs> yes and she she says to jenny props to blair she trained you well and i feel like no no she didn't i don't I feel like Blair didn't really train yeah. Jenny at all. She hated Jenny she for most of the time they were yet, friends. No. And Jenny is no. still nothing like Blair. She did not boss Elise around. She had Penelope do that for her. And she even seemed kind of uncomfortable having Elise take her books at all. Right. Um, so how long do you guys think Jenny will last on top? Or does she stay there for the rest of the series? Uh, I don't know. It I seems think- shaky. It seems like a shaky position to be in. Yeah, I-, I could see Blair coming back to that throne pretty quickly, but Blair needs yeah. to, like, get a little bit of a rebound going. She needs something else going for her, and then she'll be back to fuck a bitch up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she might even make create her own new uh, sector over on the other side of the stairs or something. A rival, make, make a a new, rival, a uh, 
a rival hierarchy? Yeah. We're Why going not? to the Guggenheim. Screw you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think this is going to change Jenny at all? Like, will she rule with an iron fist or will she try to enact change? I think at there might school? be some changes. You I think, think so? there will be a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that or, for sure. Is she even ready for this? Do you think she'll just like crumble under the pressure and go crying back to Brooklyn? I don't think so. I think she's been waiting for this her whole life. This is what it's all about for her. All right. Very, very excited to see how it plays out, even though I know already. But very you excited know. for you <laughs> both to see how it plays out. Yeah. Um, Bryn or Bex, one of the two, has shown back up to the art gallery. Uh, yeah, and he he, go, he says he's going to go on a date with it. I genuinely do not know if this is Bryn or Bex. I believe it is Bex. And how how long is she going to be around? Is, is, do you think Rufus, Bryn, and Bex is going to be the new love triangle of the show? I mean, she has some relation to Lily, too, doesn't she? She's Lily's no. art dealer. Weird. Who has not? That's such a weird thing to say. Um... <laughs> And I, I've, it, is this just for like parents that are for some reason watching this show with their teenagers? Like, what kind of weird are, like, parents are watching shows? Give me, with their give me something for daddy. Yeah, I don't get something weird like give me, that. Give me Rufus, baby. I cannot, I cannot relate to a show unless I know someone my age is getting laid. <laughs> I guess so. So. Thank God we're done with that story. Serena arrives at the loft. She asks Dan why he loves her. I feel like that would have caught me off guard. I would not be prepared for an answer. But Dan is prepared. He he answers it, gives a pretty cute answer, and it also works for Serena. Um, I feel like his answer should have been more honest in that he just loves her because he's been stalking her for two years and now she's finally showing him attention. But what he said is probably the better answer <laughs> for Serena. Pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, he doesn't start off very strong, though. When he said, like, I love you because I love you, I was like, oh, come on. No, he was just getting started. And he he, he need, elaborates. He needs to vamp for yeah. a little so he could get he could figure out what he needed <laughs> to his say. together. You know what he yeah. should have done? He should have sung that song from Dear Evan Hansen and like done it in a full <laughs> kind of like actually you're like dead brother really love this. And they're like, My brother's still alive. Oh yes. Oh yes, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a better <laughs> sure. idea probably. Um at least Dan and Serena seem to have a happy ending here as she she tells him she loves him. But then she abruptly leaves to be with her true love, which, of course, is Blair. And she arrives at a plane right. to stop Blair from leaving. Like I said, like the end of a of a romantic movie. I mean, come on. This is like Shades of Episode 3 here. They're going to have this <laughs> a very similar conversation, just the shoe is on the other foot, where Blair is the one leaving without telling Serena. And Blair says, want to lift to JFK, which is a great line. I, I laughed at that. <laughs> but Well, okay, this uh, brings up my big question. Where is is this a plane or a helicopter, and where is it going? Because if it she's getting a lift, if she's getting a lift to JFK, then it's not <laughs> the plane to Paris. It's yeah, the plane to JFK, true. and shouldn't she just take a cab? It seems very expensive to just take a private plane to JFK and take another private plane. They live in the city. Yeah, yeah. I think she's taking a, a helicopter to. I, I don't. I don't know if there's any helicopter landings. I guess there. There are on uh, in JFK, but it. it seems like it was a helicopter-y type no, thing. No, it, it doesn't make sense. Also, Eleanor said, we'll fly you out tomorrow, and she's clearly going tonight. So I don't, like, nothing is really tracking unless yeah. she's taking an elevator to JFK, sleeping in the airport overnight, and then leaving for Paris tomorrow. That doesn't seem like a smart plan. It doesn't sound like Blair. No. it doesn't matter because it's just, she's not going anywhere. We're just getting this great scene between Serena and Blair where Serena tells Blair yes. she knows how she felt when Serena left without leaving and now wants to stop her from doing the same thing. She's literally begging. She's got the tears in her eyes. What what a love story this is. It's so uh, dramatic. It's very sexually it's charged. so dramatic. I can't sexual. get enough of it. 
Yeah, I really like this scene. This was, like, uh, Leighton Meester has these great, like, pouty lips that they put, like, a ton of lip gloss on. It's true. And, like, she always looks mm-hmm. really, like, sort of, like, sad, doe-eyed. And yeah. I, and I, yeah. I think yeah. I love this. Oh, They're I was both just going to say, just... I think it's a great parallel. Okay. Sorry, yeah, it's a great I... parallel of a scene. I agree. And I think much like in the first scene, they're both just so good at like reacting to what the other person is saying and just like always on the verge of tears. And Blair says her whole life is falling apart. But Serena knows just what to say to give her a pep talk, says to stay and fight and that she'll fight with her. I I was a little shocked the scene scene didn't end with a kiss, but they do hug it out and she gets Blair to stay by promising that they'll get through this together. You know, what what a great friend. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry just talking about it. Do you think they continue to shoot alternate scenes where they do kiss in each one of these like dramatic <laughs> yeah yeah those <laughs> are all those are all Blair Serena scenes those, yeah. if you get yeah, the DVDs those whole... are... yeah I figured it would be in the DVDs if anything that's just a whole blooper reel it's crazy <laughs> we're, we're, and everyone laughs we're, at the kisses Blake Lively's like are you sure we're not scripted to kiss I thought, I'm pretty sure that was in the in the script um, yeah <laughs> laugh track but yeah I'm glad we all love well at least me and Naomi I know for sure love this scene Brendan you have been suspiciously quiet about it I, I was. Ta- I said it was super sexual. Of course, I love it. Oh, okay. I was, I, I was, <laughs> okay. I was beaming. Yeah. yeah. No, I really, really. This is obviously the true, uh, you know, pairing of the show. This is this is the true love, and we're just waiting for them to actually get together. This poor pilot right. and crew, though, Blair's just like, okay, bye guys. I'm actually gonna go home. So bye. you guys, you guys yeah, well, she just says like, hey guys, stop. What? <laughs> yeah, she's like, stop, guys. I'm going home because uh, Blair has Serena now, and that's enough. And we're finally going to close out this episode with Gossip Girl saying, one good scandal deserves another. Wonder who's going to go down next. Everybody, if B has anything to say about it. And oh man, am I, what what a cliffhanger. I'm I'm excited for the Wrath of Blair. I am too. I, she, she's got to concoct something at this point. Because right now she's got nothing. And that's the episode. Let's, uh... Let's let's zoom zoom through these these segments because we're already nearing towards uh towards two hours and oh baby you know some people think that a recap podcast should be under one hour so I don't know <laughs> they're not going to be happy with this. all right my favorite part of the episode the user review of the week we're back we're checking in with our good friend Martha Wilcox again who loves, uh, loves to help. relate everything in the episode about her uh, times at church. Um, she gave it a 10 out of 10, entitled it, I'm new at this relationship thing. She says, this is a really good episode. It begins with Blair telling Jenny to move down a few steps. It reminds me of when I went to join a table at a city church in London, only to find some of the diners discreetly moving to another table, taking their dinner plate with them. Their physical action told me to move down a few seats or tables, but no words were exchanged. Secondly, Jenny tells Dan to tell Serena again that he loves her and gives the example that their dad is old and alone because he didn't tell the woman that he loves and that he loved her. I remember when I wrote a love letter to a soulmate and never got a response. Sometimes you can end up old and alone even if you do tell the one that you love that you love. Yeah. Poor, poor Martha. <laughs> poor Martha. Dan, Dan oh, has a Martha. great line when he says, why don't you tell me what's on your mind so that it can be on our minds and we can both worry about what's on your mind together. That is such a I great thought that line. was cute. Companionship is all about sharing happiness and sadness, conversation and silence together. So thank you, Martha, again for another wonderful review. Sorry about hey, your soulmate girl. not ever getting back to you. Um, hopefully, if Yikes. they listen to the podcast, they will be inspired to reach out next week. And Martha, come on the show. <laughs> and Martha, get get on the show. We need some guests. Get your ass on here next week. With the episode <laughs> is called the Blair Bitch Project. Do uh, either yes. do either of you have any predictions on what's going to happen next week? 
Oh. Well, I, I guess it kind of alludes to what the Gossip Girl said earlier. It's just like Blair's coming with a vengeance. So what, coming back. What's her big swinging. plan going to be? What's she going to do? I have no clue because she's got nothing. That's what I, like I said earlier. Like, what the fuck <laughs> is she Blair do? she's Blair fucking Waldorf. She's not going to take I, I, this line she's, down. She's got she's Serena in her know. corner. Right. I, think, I don't know. She's a pro. Uh, I, I think she's going to take that pregnancy test, draw a little blue line on it, and make it positive and be like, Chuck back oh my you God. an apology and $10,000. Oh, that's good. That's oh, good. I love oh, it. That, that sounds like you could have written the show. Well, the, uh, That's good. the little preview says Blair returns to school after losing her Queen Bee status. So it didn't give us much. No. Um, episode okay. grade. Brendan, you went first last week, so I'll go first this week. And I like this episode. I like the use of Gossip Girl. I like that we finally get all the drama and fallout from the Chuck and Nate stuff. But it's also very messy with nearly every character doing things that don't make sense. Also, not many laughs. And the Rufus story obviously weighs it down a little. But I guess not too much because it really is just such a nothing story that I don't even care enough to have it ruin the episode for me. So I was going to go with a B. But I think the Oscar-worthy scene at the end bumps it up to a B-plus for me. Okay. Um... I was I was in the same same kind of region, same ballpark as you, but ballpark the buds. Rufus ballpark buds. But the the Rufus story bothered me so much that um, <laughs> I'm gonna go down to a B probably because it was still a decent episode, and I kind of liked the chaos a little bit. It was fun, and all the breakups were super entertaining. Yeah, and I definitely liked all that aspect. Of it. it was great for sure. Yeah, but it was just so unbalanced because it, like that that other storyline had no business it's even being so a part bad. of the episode. It just like it really broke up the action in a bad way. Yeah, and every time you know? I was like, really, this again. Um, yeah. Naomi, what grade do you give the episode? So I'm going to give it a B minus, and I only give it a B minus. Uh, well, the minus is for Rufus's existence, but the, <laughs> the B overall is because I think that, like, when I think of, like, my favorite sort of teen drama shows, like Degrassi and stuff like that, like, nothing oh, yeah. is better in an episode than when, like, there is a hookup where you're like, oh my god, this is happening. And this didn't have that. Yeah. Thing. So it's not That's true. It's not like a B plus or an A material. But I did love the scene at the end. I thought it was a great mirror the scenes we'd seen earlier. And I thought it was a very mm-hmm. nice way to sort of show that they were growing as, as friends and becoming back to what they used to be, S and B. S and B. I'm very glad that now we got every that, kind uh, of B. We got B plus, minus, and middle. That's true. I'm very yeah. We're all bar, ballpark buds here. I'm I'm yeah. very happy that episode three was actually one of the episodes that you did watch, so you got to appreciate yes. both both classic scenes. Um, for the MVP of the episode, for me, very easy. Jenny rises to the top without even trying. She also wasn't yeah. really malicious towards anyone in the episode except for Blair, who kind of had it coming, and even she wasn't like that mean to Blair either. So. All hail Queen Little J. She's the MVP of the episode. Yes. For me, at least. Brendan, what do you think? Uh, since we're running short on time, not that we have anywhere to be, but we just want to cut this quickly. Uh, I'm going to give both at once. I'm going to say easy Jenny MVP who cut down Blair and brought her to a low point in life and made her my, my LVP. Wow. Okay. And Naomi, who is your MVP of the episode? Now this is now you guys gave it to Jenny and I think Jenny is the MVP and I'm going to give a second place MVP to okay. Dan oh. because Dan supports a women's right to choose. That's fair. And and we have to respect him for that. He he wow. was going to be there for for Serena, you know, child or no child, he was ready to commit as a dad. He wasn't a running away from the situation and we got to respect him for that. Great dude. I'm yeah. glad you gave Dan his props. But just for clarity, he is your Second MVP and Jenny is the and first MVP. I mean Jenny number one. Jenny Jenny winners at it all, all the right, way. So clean nice. clean sweep for Jenny in the MVP category. And for LVP, 
Brendan went Blair, but I am going to go Chuck. He ruined Blair's life and was also really mean to her. And he also lost his best friend in the process. And now he pretty much has no one. So I think he's a clear loser and LVP. Naomi, what do you say? Couldn't agree more. Fuck Chuck. Fuck, Fuck Chuck. Chuck. I always, I, you're right. You're, you're both right. I, I just, I, I think I expect this from him anyway. It's just, it, it you're always great in Chuck on a curve. Unless Chuck rapes know, someone, he's not really going to get am. an LVP from you. He's like, well, know, he's really, better really than he was in the first someone, episode. You see someone hit rock bottom here, though. And Chuck, like, already sucks and his life is shitty. He has one friend. He lost the one friend. So, like, I don't know. Blair, like, had a, a big, big downfall here. Yeah, but she still got Serena at the end of the day. I, I, listen, I'm not trying to convince she you to does. change your episode. It's it's good that we're not having the same... The same uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know, I'm, I, I understand your case, I'm saying. Like, it right. could have gone either way. Let's get to Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. Who wants to be Blair and who wants to be Jenny and who wants to be the Minions? I'm usually Blair, but I could give it up if if you would want it, Naomi, or if you want someone else. Um, I can I can do like a Minion voice. I feel like that'd be fun. Unless okay, all right. So yes, yeah, so I'll be I'll be Jenny then. You will be Penelope Ooh. and Hazel then. Okay. Um, so it starts with Hey Jenny, right? Yes. Okay. Hey, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into my character. Hey, Jenny. Oh, that's good. Brennan, that's not your line. <laughs> well, she was just trying it on. I wasn't sure she was ready. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, oh. I'm, re- I'm ready. Are we uh, ready to go? Okay. okay. <laughs> I was if you wanted to try uh, Hazel's uh, voice also. <laughs> um, what if I made Hazel more like Long Island? Are you still joining us? Uh, there you see. You got, I got to give you time to work on your characters. Okay. Uh, on your cue, whenever you're ready to go with, with Penelope. Hey, Jenny. Hi. Are you still joining us? Um, what are you doing here? I was just leaving. No, stay. Blair, given you can barely manage your own messy affairs, surely you're not in a position to tell anyone where they can and can't eat. Um, do you realize who you're talking to? You mean a self-righteous bee who always sat on her own high horse judging everyone else? Pregnant little hypocrite? <gasps> Not that it's any of your business, but I'm not pregnant. Nate must be thrilled. Chuck, too. What are you talking about? The whole school saw them throwing down over your G-Bass. The boyfriend and the best friend. Pretty classy. Consider yourself dethroned Queen Bee. Jenny, it's highly unlikely that I will ever forgive you for going to Nate, but if you walk away from me now, I will also ruin you. How are you going to do that? <gasps> Ooh, wow, and all those years of drama training for Naomi really showed off there. She really had, yeah. had the bulk of the of the lines in that in that scene. Well, I think IMDb had a I misstep. Is, is it, isn't it cheap ass? Not, is it G-Bass? G like, what is a G-Bass? Yeah, what is over your... Oh, is that supposed to be like a... I was reading that and I was like, I don't know what the fuck this means. Is it like Chuck yeah, you, Bass? Yeah, you said it great, but I... I, I you know what? It might oh, be maybe, transcribed oh, incorrectly C-Bass. on IMDb, and I will, I'll email IMDb about that, and hopefully they can fix it for us. <laughs> but, I mean, people, I mean, the listeners are definitely applauding right now for you. That was very excellent. Incredible. Very glad we had you for this. Did you do those two different characters, too? Yeah. Whoa. That was wow. a true pro. I played, I played a lot of side characters in high school. <laughs> um, let's, let's get to our plugs and then get out of here. Uh, Brendan, what do you have to plug? 
All I got, baby, is the Happy Boys pod. Um, where I mean, if hopefully, if if all goes well and we don't fuck this up, there should be an episode with uh, Kirsten McInnes coming out soon, or has been out at this point. And what what a what a time to be alive and a Happy Boys fan because we've had McInnes, Matt Gagan, Kirsten McInnes, and after that we should have a pseudo like effless celebrity Mike Hanford on the show. Yeah, you so check that out. You guys are really hitting your stride. You, you guys keep getting better with the guests. I just listened to the one with Ganesh and it was very funny. Um, I'm also listening to the one with me because I I find myself to be very funny as well, and I think I'm, <laughs> I think I am doing very well. On you're, the you're great. And I can only imagine that's going to get better with Kirsten and then Mike Hanford, who I'm I love that Mike Hanford just down to do podcasts. Let's that, do anything. Stranger answer within two minutes. What a guy! Incredible! What a guy! I genuinely um, love. So let's that let's check that out. That's exciting. So do oh, I. Great. I've always said Very that excited. he's a top five character on Comedy Bang Bang to me. I he always he always he's so me good. Um, uh, so I definitely need to have a drink or two before he comes on because it's. Uh, I mean, I'm. I'll you're be gonna a little be starstruck. nervous. You're gonna be nervous. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, now, Naomi, you are also a brilliant podcaster in your own right. Would you oh. like to? Would you like to plug your podcast here? Oh, thank you so much. Well, during the podcast <laughs> called Mike White was Rob, hosted by me. Um, but I want to plug some appearances I made on other podcasts that were way more fun and funnier. Go for it. If you're looking for good content. Uh, I talk with Felipe about movies. I'm the Neo Movies part of the Brazilian Dragon podcast, which uh, we just talked about James and the Giant Peach, which is a nightmare. Oh, wow. And uh, I used to love that growing up. It, the movie's terrifying. Like, it, it truly... It, that's it's so creepy. That I know if I had seen it when I was a kid, I would have been fucked up. And I'm glad I didn't see it. Um, <laughs> and uh, I also want to plug... Uh, I was on The Nap. I was on The RGP Rewind. Those are two awesome pieces of content that I'm so hashtag blessed to be a part of. Um, and wow. I have future Mike White was robbed episodes coming out. So definitely... Keep your eyes and ears open. Oh, and then watch Survivor New York. Survivor New York, the thing I work very hard on all the time. Please check it out. Oh, yes, of course. Cool. A lot of good stuff to plug. Yes, all all great stuff. Um, me personally, besides this podcast, don't have much to plug. Obviously, at this point, <laughs> you know, it's been five weeks since Red Taylor's version have been out. And if you haven't listened to it by now, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's two hours and ten minutes of gold, short films to go with it. So, mm-hmm. you know, everyone everyone just get on that. And also, yeah, uh, two seasons of Never Have I Ever are on Netflix, just waiting to be watched. Very good show. Naomi, are you a fan of Never Have I Ever? No, I haven't seen a single ounce of it, but uh, the way that my friends speak so highly of it, I am anticipating that when I do watch it, it'll be a great time. You know, some are saying it's the it's the best you know, teen comedy drama out there right now. Wow. I wish, you know, I wish I was a teen so that I could have this guiding my life. So true. Better about the, <laughs> the anxieties of puberty and dating and all the social interactions that I have day to day. Well, I, if that doesn't convince Brendan to watch Never Have I Ever someday, I don't know what will. I will at some point. I will. <laughs> um, Naomi, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Nice to meet you. Listen, two hours went by, but it felt like only two minutes because we've just been having the time of our lives chatting. And, you know, you got to come on for another episode. I hope that's not uh, too much of an ask right now, live on air. I think I can be swayed into it. I I, I love these messy little Upper East Siders. Even Even if you don't continue watching, just... Pick out an episode, read some episode descriptions, pick out one that sounds good, watch a watch a couple episodes watch a beforehand before. and yeah. you'll come in with some some fresh takes.
Yeah. Do you think it that, like, the, the Gossip Girl texts are geo-blocked? Like, if you're in, like, the Lower East Side, you can't get the Gossip Girl texts? Like, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think that's how Strictly it works. Strictly for them. <laughs> so... Get get everyone get ready for Naomi's inevitable return appearance. Get ready for <laughs> me and me and Brendan's return appearance next week, where we break down oh, season one I'm episode. Back. Yes, you you were invited back. We we don't have a contract for you. We just do a week by week basis. If you have a good episode, we invite you next <laughs> week. Fine. And then yeah, you're a it's a whole thing. My my agents talk to your agents. It's like really, it's a lot of work every week. <laughs> um, but until then, you know you love us. XOXO, Lonely Boys. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.